Welcome, everybody, to episode 41 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Bill, guess what? What? Kirby's back! Oh, thank goodness. So happy. (laughs) (laughs) I think at some point in time, people were just going to unsubscribe because we didn't hear those melodic Canadian tones after a while. I know, I was considering it. (laughs) (laughs) Sean did a good job last last episode. Yeah, I think you probably were ruining missing that last show, right? Yeah, I really wanted to add stuff there, but he he did a good job. He he talked about some awesome things. Like it was a PS2 episode and he still mentioned Fire Emblem, so it was a good good time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um on this episode, we don't have any formalized topic. This is going to be kind of freeform because we missed Krabby for a while, so we want to catch up with him, uh, probably give him some opportunity to check in like on your thoughts on that PS2 stuff because I'm sure you have some stuff that's probably pent up in your mind yeah, that you want to I, talk about. I made like one of the biggest forum posts I've ever <laughs> made, but I, I will breeze over some of that here, I'm sure. Yeah, well, a lot of our listeners, you know, they're not in there in the forum, so you got to think about that, you know. Cool. Hundreds and hundreds of downloads, and then probably, you know... Dozens and... Five, do, there's dozens just, just of one posts. dozen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of, on the show thread, so... We could we could just read the transcript of all the posts that Krabby put in the PS2 thread, and that would take up the whole show. <laughs> we probably just about could. We just about could. Uh, well, some, um, some quick housekeeping things, right? I just want to uh, kind of quickly mention that uh, RF Generation has the paying yourself with uh, submissions contest coming up really soon, right? Yeah, it's marked on a lot of people's uh, calendars. Uh, <laughs> uh, no one like submits their stuff all year long <laughs> <laughs> because they want to put forty thousand, uh, you know, uh, submissions in for the. They want to paint themselves is what they want to do. So yeah, it's uh, it's a fun time. Krabby, do you are you going to try to? hammer it again this year no this time no i (laughs) the times i've really put in a lot was when i was playing a ton of nes games because i had a ton of captured video so i was taking screenshots from all sorts of them i don't have anything like that pent up right now so it's uh and i wow eric he was the one who kept giving me a run for my money i don't i don't know what he's (laughs) doing i haven't heard from him in a while so I i don't know who's gonna pull ahead this year oh you're talking about um eric lindner from Germany or which which Eric? A Rock. A was like A E R O C. A Rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't seen him around in a while. Maybe he usually just shows up right around submission time and then cleans house and then we don't see him for eleven months. Yeah. So I guess for people that are on RF Generation a lot, Bill, you want to do a quick explanation of what uh, what this whole submission contest thing is all about? Uh, yeah, so RF Generation uh, uh, is, you know, at its heart, uh, a site for collectors to uh, document uh, their collections. And uh, besides, like, you know, some awesome checklists and that are printable that have your uh, collection preloaded into them, um, we also uh, have, uh, you know, many different areas of uh, in the database that have uh, holes in them. Um, we like to have images of the uh, front of a game. We like to have the back of a game. We like to have the manual. We like to have the disc, the cart. Um, we like to, you know, have all the, uh, besides all the information. So, uh, so basically all that information comes from submissions from users. Um, and they're approved by the uh, 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 tireless uh, staff uh, at RF Generation that just go through all of Krabby and Aerox uh, uh, submissions, 
uh, and say, no, sorry, Kravi, Arak already submitted that. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's, um, um, one of the really cool things and one of the, you know, every year I say it's on my uh, resolution list to try to get better at. And I promise this is the year when it actually happens. <laughs> um, whenever I, my routine for updating my collection. So if I buy a new game at the flea market, I'm going to tomorrow, I come home, I'm going to add it to my collection. And then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, there's a function on the website where you can check if there's anything that you have that the site is missing. So it'll tell you, hey, that game you just bought, we don't have a picture of the cart for it. And then you can be like, well, let me fix that. So um, it's uh, like, I, like I was kind of teasing before. It's one of these things that, you know, users are kind of encouraged to do on a regular basis. But since everybody likes contests and achievements <laughs> and winning things and raffles, it kind of ends up being everyone kind of like, you know, takes all the images and kind of just stacks things uh uh, aside and uh, and does them all at once. It, it is really cool because the database grows very quickly. Yeah, I mean, um, just as a you know a reference point for those that may not be using the collection tool or hopping over there, I'm just looking right now. Site statistics: total games in our database is one hundred five thousand two hundred eighty five. Um, screenshots over 72,000 screenshots over 133,000 scans so mm. every one of those comes from from users yeah right? so yeah. amazing I, I remember uh just uh, i was down at uh uh, uh magfest uh in february and um uh, i'm in a group uh uh, uh text message uh, type app with a bunch of the uh, uh, the mods and admins and staff of uh, RFGen like you guys are and uh, uh, the topic of our you know web hosting had come up because we you know we're looking at donation drives and blah 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 and uh, um, I mentioned the dollar amount that it costs per year to run the site and Chris uh, uh, one of the uh, other organizers of Retro World Expo he also has a couple stores in Connecticut he turns to me and he's like why, why is it that much? He's like, I can get, you know, my, my domain, like GoDaddy, it's, you know, three bucks a year, five bucks a year, 10 bucks a year. I said, do you have 105,000 <laughs> <laughs> video games with images? Like, and, you know, like things stored. And he's like, Oh no, I don't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, right? I, and then I explained to him like what this, how the site's built. And he was like, really? Like, that's all you guys. So, um, and a lot of people, I guess, you know, they, they don't realize that, we're not just going out on Google image and like downloading stuff. Like everything comes from people. Everything is fresh. Everything's submitted, which kind of makes it special. Yeah. They don't take um, images that are like borrowed from other sites. They all have to be like original scans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No copyrighted works allowed. So um, he keeps everything on the up and up. Um, yeah. But Krabby, you're usually knocking that stuff out, right? I haven't touched it very much in a couple of years like I'll, when i get new games that aren't in the database i always show i always add them and the information on the boxes but i haven't done a scan or a screenshot in a long time uh see you in those your 15 jobs yeah well, what's yeah. the matter with you <laughs> um, I, I like i'm always uh, uh i remember reading the uh uh the tool for you know the guidelines for like submitting something and if it was you know if to, okay you have to enter region and there's uh, these rules for like okay rule of thumb like if you if if you don't know if it's worldwide if you think it like so there just seemed to be like so much research to go into like ah, i don't want to submit the wrong information so i'm always real dicey about like whether or not i should submit uh, the game um so i pretty much only stick to images personally i just send them in and then i'm like ray is this right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they've send got people that yeah they got a few that are really good with regions so because we get a oh, lot nice. of like 
Canadian releases up here with some French manuals and things you guys don't always get mm. down there. So I always, uh, yeah, just shoot one of the guys, usually shadow a, a message about it. You mean before you submit it, or you'll just submit oh, no. it and I'll say, su- fix I'll submit this it. I think this is what it is. At this point, like he's helped me through enough of them. I've, I feel like I get it right like 95% mm. of the time now. But uh-huh. uh, if I'm not sure, yeah, I'll always I'll submit it. So he's got all the info, and then he can use that info to decide which region it's from, kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd, I've I've personally never run into a game that wasn't already in the database, except for a hockey game on the IBM <laughs> PC. Uh, so maybe that'll be the first one that I submit. Yeah, I've it's probably I'd rare have, and valuable. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, right? Brett uh, so, Hull, here we so, come. So so on eBay, rare. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I've submitted a lot of stuff. I think, you know, you don't have to sweat it that much. Uh, if it's wrong, they'll just either fix it or tell you no. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. they send you a little We're, little PM saying like, hey, this is why this doesn't fit. Uh, if you still think it's not in the database, like give us some more info and we can help you out with it. Hey, where'd Bill go? Oh, he got banned for submitting the wrong region. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no there's no um, submission Nazis or anything going on well, that's there. Good. Uh, but you know, I mean, honestly, sometimes, um, I know like one time I sat down with, um, I went to like play Asia's website mm-hmm. and you know, they have like, uh, you know, UPC numbers and everything. You can just like copy and paste stuff over and do submissions that way. Mm-hmm. If you just want to help, but don't, you know? don't copy and paste images. No, no just images, information. Just, just data. Right. Yeah. So I was like saying, oh, well, Hey, I can pull some UPCs in. Or I was like, oh. You know, nobody's bothering to put, like, Japanese Xbox One games in the database, so why don't I Th- add a few? Those exist? Yeah, they do. Yeah. All six of them? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, they make them for some reason. I probably sell about six copies. But. I'm, I'm not sure who's doing it, but on the when you go to rfgeneration.com, right on the front page, and it shows, like, the most recently updated entries, somebody is going through the whole uh, uh, good old games catalog right now, because <laughs> it's just, like, 40 GOG games. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in the updated entry section. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, somebody's got to do it, right? I mean, if somebody wants to win that uh, uh, that uh, contest. Oh, silly for them! I don't think it's officially started yet. <laughs> <laughs> they should have held on to those. But yeah. no, seriously, I mean, we get tons of those things, mm-hmm. um, even when we're not looking for them. But yeah, this the the month of the submission contest is is always pretty crazy. So um, if you're using RF Generation for your tracking tool, why not uh, jump on board? They're going to have prizes that you can win. You'll see that on the front page. If you're not a a member of RF Generation, but you've been listening to our show for this long, why? (laughs) Why why haven't you joined that yet? Um, I can't imagine that we've got a lot of collectors that um, don't want to use a tool. Maybe you're using a different tool. That's fine. Check ours out. That's cool. Hey everybody, by now you know a lot about our sponsor, OTC Video Games, but I'm here to tell you again about some of the great products that they offer. Big thing I would mention about, these guys really kind of understand the collector mindset. They've been involved in the hobby for a long time, they're great to work with, they make sure everything that they sell is tested, and they back that with a 30-day guarantee, so you really can't go wrong. You also get to kind of pick the shipping method that you prefer, so if there's a certain shipper that you would like, no problem, they can take care of that. 
I'm also really happy to report that Chris from OTC Video Games has been telling me that you guys have really been going out there and using our promo code. So just remember our promo code COLLECTORCAST. You can use that on your purchases over to otcvideogames.com to save yourself 5%. Remember that OTC Video Games doesn't just sell games themselves. You can buy manuals, you can buy boxes, and if you like them on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, they've been putting up pictures of some stuff that they get in, so you get a chance to jump right in, see the new products, no matter where you're at. Maybe you find a great little buy that's uh, out there before everybody else that's browsing through the website gets a chance to check it out. So make sure that you're following them on all those things. I also want to remind everybody that uh, if you buy over $50 worth of products through otcvideogames.com, you can get free shipping as long as you're in the U.S., Also, we know a lot of our listeners like to get out there and hit the conventions, so OTC Video Games is going to be making some physical appearances, a lot of these. So coming up, they're going to be at Too Many Games, June 24th through 26th. They're going to be at the Long Island Retro Game Expo. That's on August 13th. A little farther out, they're going to do the Lehigh Valley Comic Con. That's in Schnecksville, Pennsylvania on December 3rd. And they're also in process of trying to get a table set aside at Retro World Expo. Uh, So if you're coming out to see us, you can definitely say hi to Chris and uh, thank him for all that he does to sponsor the show. So again, just remember otcvideogames.com, OTC Video Games on social media. If you're going there, you're making a purchase, use our promo code COLLECTORCAST to save 5% on your order. And I want to say thanks again for OTC for sponsoring the show. We've got a lot of questions to get into this episode, right, guys? Yeah, a lot of questions. I know. I think it's like uh, it's kind of become one of the favorite parts of the show. Uh, it's, it's fun. This might just yeah. be a question episode. Yeah, it's going to keep us busy for a little while, which is good. I mean, and these are some really good questions. I don't know how I like we put these things out every month, like hey, and we still get good ones like every single time. <laughs> Haven't yeah. used up all the good questions yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like you would eventually think it'd be like, oh, well, what's your fifth favorite Mario yeah. game? <laughs> yeah. I, ho- with I, hope, I, I hope no one is, uh, uh, you know, submitting questions from other sites because we only want submissions from. Uh, <laughs> Are they in the right region, Bill? Uh, is this a Brazilian Street Fighter or... <laughs> well, are the games in Portuguese? I don't know. I'm just not going to submit it. That's <laughs> me. Go. Well, let's get to some Twitter questions. Um, let's start off with this one from Ikari Niku, who is uh, one of our RF Jenners. Mm-hmm. And um, this is an interesting one. I don't know. I mean, um, maybe you guys will have to think about this one for a minute, but... I'll start with mine to give you guys some chance to kind of pour this over in your mind if you need it. What's your favorite fan-engineered gaming peripheral or accessory? He says mine is the FDS stick, for example, which, um, for those that don't know, it's um, basically a replacement for the disk drive for a Famicom disk system. You can just still use the RAM adapter, almost like a, a, a flash card. Hmm. But, um, you know, I was thinking about this a little bit when the question came in because I was like, that's kind of hard. I don't own a lot of these sort of things. Um, there's a couple of them I'm thinking about getting. Like, uh, I'll just mention, I think I said it last show maybe, and I won't spend too much time, but um, I'm thinking about getting Jiffy DOS to install on my Commodore 64. It's pretty mm. cheap, and it's like a, a drop-in um, 
uh, chip replacement. I mean, the chips are already socketed in the machine, so there's no soldering. Just lift the chip, put a new chip in, away you go. You can drill a hole and put a switch in there if you really want to, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one that came to mind is one that I kickstarted a little while ago, the Blinking Light Win, um, which is just a total replacement for the 72-pin connector on the NES that gets rid of all that mushy pushing down large, you know, just pain in the butt, blowing your cartridge mess, and just replaces that whole assembly with just cartridge connectors. So it's just a straight, like a normal cart slot for every other system under the planet. <laughs> and it just works. It works great. So that's that's cool. I, I wasn't familiar with that one. Does that uh, do they give you a replacement for the top of the system? No, you take your system apart. You remove the tray and the seventy-two pin connector. It comes with a new tray and a new cartridge connector. Um, the tray that it comes with just doesn't go down, so the cartridge is always mm-hmm. in the up position, which it should be to go into this new connector. Mm-hmm. And the connector is just, you know, slides one end onto the board, just like the 72 pin would. And the other one's up there that you just pop your cart into. So mm, it just cool. gets rid of all the trouble. Plus, it's got a chip on there that makes it region free. So you'll never have blinking again. What's the what's this called? Blinking Light Win. It's made by a company called Arcade Works. It's, 20, it's $29.99. I think it's like 30 bucks if memory serves me. Um, plus shipping, which you might say like, wow, that's a lot, but to never, ever, ever have to worry about that stupid NES problem again, that's kind of a no brainer for me. I was like, yeah, this is, and it's good. I put it in mine. Um, and it just works every time you slide a cartridge in, it works great. Yeah. I remember I I almost backed that too. And then right after it finished, I went to buy them and they were having, they're really slow getting the, the ones out to the backers and they didn't have them for sale for the public for quite a while. And I kind of forgot about them. Yeah. Yep. They're in stock now and you can order. So, and I think they do give some discounts for bulks. Like if you want to get them for your store or something, I mean, I know a lot of people probably just want to buy those cheapies from eBay, like the $12 jobbies, but those things are just junk. So just spend the money one time, buy a good product and then just be done with it. Right. Yeah. It is, it is a shame that uh, every time you hear about, I mean, that that problem isn't exclusive to that Kickstarter. It's like it seems like almost every Kickstarter you hear about, like oh well, there was a delay, and then even when it did come out, it's like oh well, you know, they had five when they said they would have a million, so it's taking a long time, and it's uh, it's a shame because the, the there was such you know such a, a promise in that entire model, and uh, it just seems like more often than not you hear those stories as opposed to like oh yep everything went fine, it showed up on time, and everybody has it, and everybody's happy. Well, I would imagine it's going to be tough. I mean, a lot of these people that kickstart products probably don't have any manufacturing experience. They probably learn really quick, like, oh, this is a lot tougher than we thought it was going to be. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I I kickstarted a a board game called Tammany Hall, and this kid had like never done anything like this before. So like every three weeks, an update would come in. He was like, yeah, we had no idea that it would take (laughs) six weeks on a boat from China, man. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. it's, it's, I, there is a learning curve to it. So. Buyer beware, I guess. We got a convention coming up in just under a month, and me and a a friend who runs a computer business in town uh, kickstarted these units called Screens Units. And they base, uh, you can plug four HDMI inputs into them and then one out to any computer. And it does all the heavy lifting for capturing and splitting videos and stuff like that. Um, so you can plug it in just any crappy cheap laptop and still run like a four man, like speed run on it kind of thing. 
Awesome. Yeah, so we're waiting for these so to show up. So set up for like Twitch? Exactly. We're hoping to have them for this convention though, and they were everything was supposed to ship two weeks ago, and we haven't got our shipping notice yet, and the convention's in like three and a half weeks. We're getting very <laughs> nervous. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I would imagine. So are you trying to do like some um, kind of like games done quick sort of stuff? Yeah, not not at this convention specifically. We have plans to do that kind of stuff afterwards. Um, but we want to do we want to capture everything that we're playing there, and there's going to be a ton of players. So the more feeds we can have going in, because he got one and I got one, and you can daisy chain them together, so we can have seven wow. seven feeds going in. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's really cool, and they're like the price that you got them for with the Kickstarter was like. We got the really high end models and they were three eighty five, I believe, and they just put out the retail price and they're gonna be like seven hundred bucks retail. So we were pretty pretty pleased we grabbed two of those at like half the price basically. Wow. Um that's A is pricey, but it sounds like it can do some pretty amazing stuff. So I mean if you have everything built into one unit, yeah, I see that. Yeah, totally. and, and you can pick it up and plug it into anything and it's got all the software it needs as well. Um, would you say that's your fav- favorite fan-engineered gaming peripheral <laughs> accessory? No, I have a better. No, I have a better one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, my old store, a guy came in and he was making EverDrives, which a lot of people have seen EverDrives or, or similar mm-hmm. things like the power packs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he actually made me a custom GameQuest EverDrive. He put like awesome glossy label on it and he made like a custom clamshell case that's got all this art on it with our logo and everything. So that that's my favorite fan engineered gaming peripheral. That's pretty <laughs> that's pretty amazing. It's really cool. Um but there's this video uh this YouTube channel I used to watch a lot. I haven't seen it, I haven't checked it in a while, but uh there's a guy named Ben Heck. Yes, I know Ben Heck. Oh, I have seen he does amazing mods like 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 a wounded army vet will come back and say hey i want to play rock band but i only have one arm after this terrible like uh explosion in the war and he'll build this like a drum kit that you can play with one hand kind of thing like (laughs) it's amazing and he made like uh a mega console that had like 15 different consoles built into it and it was like all wood grain and like old Atari looking kind of thing, but you could stick like your 3DO games in there and your Nintendo games in this side and your 64 games over here. And you're like, it was just amazing. Yeah. Ben Hick comes to uh, Midwest Gaming Classic uh, this year, even though I missed the main day that I was going to be there. It was there Friday night. And um, his room was right next to the Nintendo Age room. So he was right next door. Cool. Uh, which was kind of cool. But yeah. Real, I've seen like his videos, really neat stuff that he S- puts together. Super professional, too. Like, He's he's got the equipment now. Like he's got his own CNC machine and stuff. So like everything's very, like looks like it's manufactured like professionally. It's fantastic. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Bill, you got one? You think I might? Uh yeah. I uh, uh just real quick. The uh, there's a guy named Twenty Six Hundred um on uh, most of the uh, uh, relevant arcade forums, and he designed the uh, NES cart adapter for the PlayChoice Ten uh, arcade units. Um, so this is. Uh, a great, uh, great accessory, um, that, uh, for people who have the Play Choice 10, there are only, you know, somewhere between like, you know, 25 and 35, uh, official, uh, you know, uh, Play Choice 10 carts, uh, game carts made of, uh, 
game uh, PCBs made available for it. So this adapter simply allows you to uh, plug into that uh, proprietary uh, arcade game PCB and attach any Nintendo cart to it, including EverDrives and uh, power packs. So if you wanted to just use this adapter to put one uh, 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 you know cart with all the games on it, uh, it works for that too. Um, so it's it's a a, a great great thing. Um, it's a little bit hard to come by because he doesn't make them year round. He kind of like takes pre-orders when, you know, the demand kind of gets high enough and then you got to wait a few months or however long it, the, the turnaround is, or you can pay out the nose on eBay, uh, for one, if you don't want to wait. Um, but he sells them for like between like 65 and $80, something like that. Uh, and then eBay price is somewhere between like 120 and 140, which isn't terrible, but yeah, uh, hats off to 2600 for the, uh, uh, play choice 10 NES cart adapter. It's pretty cool. I was um, uh, when we go to Midwest Gaming Classic. One of the guys that's local here that um, we usually go with. Um, his name's Joe, but um, most people like on Nintendo forums. He goes by Memblers, his company, oh, yeah. if you will, is called Memblers Industries. But um, he's yeah. a hardware guy. He does a lot of hardware stuff, and um, he was showing me his prototype uh, Play Choice board for homebrew games. So he developed a board so homebrewers can put their games um, on it to sell for play choice, um, which was pretty cool. He's also designed um, some boards that are being used for uh, other homebrews now. And he was one of the guys that went in to make some brand new NES cart molds. So I, he was showing me some of the new carts that he got uh, through that. And these are extremely high quality molded carts. They look basically just like um, uh, newly manufactured Nintendo shells or not 3D printed garbage or anything else. I'm really mm. impressive stuff. Uh, pretty nice. cool. Um, I'll throw one other quick thing I want to mention. I won't spend much time on it because it's not out yet. But um, at Midwest Gaming Classic, they did have a couple prototypes for uh, retro USBs uh, AVS. So it's the new NES Famicom console that they're so coming out with. So it's not a peripheral? No, it's a console. Oh. It's a full NES Famicom console. From my understanding, it uses an FPGA, so it's not an emulator. It's actually, well, I guess what most people would call it, like a hardware emulator. It actually emulates the chips themselves. Kind of like a Retron deal? Uh, no, because that's all Android. It runs like regular software emulators. Mm. This is um, actually simulating the chips, not faking the software. I gotcha. Yeah, that's about as good as I can explain it. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, and it's it you know it outputs HDMI. It'll play uh, any of that stuff. It's also got like built-in cheat codes. It's got four four-player you know things on the front. Uh, I think I sent get you guys a picture of it um, when I was there on the on the chat thing. But that's coming close. Uh, you're gonna be able to pick those up soon. I think the price they said is probably gonna be on the neighborhood of around 180. Um, but uh, to have a, a newly built machine to play everything on your high definition TV. It's been uh, one of the things that he's kind of prized himself on is really doing everything possible. So there's pretty much uh, no lag except for whatever your TV introduces. So no problems like we were having on the uh, Retron, you know, it was really laggy. Um, so yeah, that's coming down the pike pretty soon. So keep an eye out for that one. If you're interested. From what I've heard, the lag is real. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad thing about the Retron, man. It's boy, that was pretty laggy trying to play Mega Man. <laughs> Speaking of Mega Man, going out since we were allowed to go off the rails a bit on this one, yeah. Kravis, your Mega Man Legacy Collection, so good. <laughs> <laughs> you got the downloadable uh, Steam one, right? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I have two what? copies of the 3DS one and one copy of the PS4 one. Wow, you bought two. Why two of the 3DS? It was an accident. <laughs> I, I pre-ordered it so long ago as soon as I found out there was a gold amiibo. And then the day it came out, I forgot that I had paid off that pre-order at one store and I picked it up at a different store. <laughs> and then like two weeks later when I was in the store I pre-ordered it from, they're like, are you ever going to grab this thing? And I was like, what thing? And then they pulled it out. They're like, just take it. Like it's paid off. <laughs> That's funny. Well, did you just throw the other one in your store or something? No, it's at home. (laughs) I have to. You'll keep one untouched and unopened. Is that it? Exactly. You going to VGA grade it? Um, I I don't know if I'll go that far. It's not that unique of an item to to send it off, but uh, I'll probably keep it in as nice condition as I can. There you Um, go. Cool. Uh, The next one should be some fun topic for discussion. I'm... I guess first, uh, let me read the question, then we'll get into some of the stuff. So our friend Sega Tomcast, uh, at the Pocky X on Twitter, asks, Batman versus Superman, great movie or greatest movie? So let me just mention <laughs> spoilers, right? So all, all three of us have seen it? I have. I have. Okay, good. I Me too. Okay, so if you do not want spoilers to this thing, um, skip ahead. I'll try to put in the time stamping stuff where to skip to next, if you want to, but if not, probably just, you know, count it three, four, five minutes, whatever you like. No, you, he'll, you'll insert your voice saying, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, go to <laughs> 1728. <laughs> Maybe I'll just use what Bill said, just change his voice yeah. to say whatever. Yeah, change the, t- change the time. It'll just say, if you don't want to, 1730! <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? <laughs> oh, man. Who wants to go first with Batman versus Superman? Uh, I could. Okay. <laughs> then, okay. So, first of all, um, there, the movie's Batman v Superman, but that's a small, uh, I'm sure Chris just wrote the question down wrong. Um, so I wasn't planning on seeing this, uh, movie at all. Uh, even though when I first heard that Affleck was going to be in it, everyone kind of poo pooed on it. And I was like, you know, like, you know, give it a chance. He's a great actor. He's a really great director, even though he's not directing this movie. Uh, he's not directing a Batman movie yet, foreshadowing. So, um, I, I wanted to give it a chance. Um, and I read the Polygon review of this movie. I normally don't read reviews before I go see movies, but I wasn't planning on seeing it. So I read the Polygon review and the Polygon review is really, it says this movie is really, really, really bad in a lot of different ways. And then a couple of my friends call me up. They're like, Hey, you want to go see it? Like we're all going. And I didn't want to see it, but I wanted to hang out with these friends. So I was like, all right, whatever, we'll go. So I took my wife. We both went to it and. I'm, I have no interest in poo-pooing on a thing that like other people like. So like, I'm not saying that if you like this movie, you're wrong because if you like this movie, that's great. I'm really glad that you like this movie. I think there were some redeeming moments in it. I think that the intro was beautifully shot. It was very Zack Snyder, but like when, uh, when, uh, 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 Martha Wayne and uh, Thomas Wayne are killed. There's a really, really great, uh, uh, cinematography happening where the pearls and the gun, like, you know, and then there's so much else that I didn't like about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like like every like flashback slash dream sequence that last like they all lasted way too long to the point where you're like you're like oh this is totally fake this is totally a dream and then it would be like oh no it was just a 14 minute long uh dream sequence like right when you thought it was real can i can um, i just ask a question yeah sure sure real quick because we're talking just about this one yeah, part go for it what was the deal with the levitating kid with the bats uh you know like i i I think so so every batman movie right has like you know that scene where it goes back to like bruce falling in uh uh falling down into like you know the caverns and like you know the bats kind of like coming out of them and then eventually he kind of opens himself up to you know not being afraid and then like in batman begins like christian bale kind of like finally stands up and stands among them um, but in this movie, <laughs> they decide to have it happen like immediately right after he meets the bats. Yeah. Plus, he like just decides to like uh, uh, psycho mantis uh, in the <laughs> middle of these uh, bats. You're like bats. I'm like, don't are they you? trying to in- so, insinuate uh, that the air current from all of these yeah. bats is is drawing him that, up that, into that through the hole? That they're uh. holding him up, and <laughs> they try they. They tried to sell it that, like, you know, Batman really could be that angry with Superman. And, like, the intro was kind of an okay idea where, like, him and Zod are fighting and then the buildings are falling on innocent people and Bruce is looking at him like, I don't like you. But, like, there's so, there's so much about it. Like, there was this one part where Alfred, who, like, Jeremy Irons is an amazing actor and he's completely forgettable as Alfred. He's barely even he, in the movie. Oh, man. Everything he says is a one liner, too. Like, he says something to Bruce Wayne and then he says something under his breath, like, oh, that'll be the day. Like, he's trying <laughs> to get a laugh. And then, like, there is this part where, like, he's like, uh, Bruce, like, why are you even mad at Superman? And then Bruce Wayne says something that doesn't make any sense at all. He says, if there is even a 1% chance that Superman could cause any harm, we have to take that as an absolute certainty. I was like, no, no, you don't. If there's a 1% chance of something, there's only a 1% chance of it happening. (laughs) So, and then it goes on and on. And then after the movie, my buddy turns to me and he says, and he says, why did you say that name? Why did you say Martha? Oh, it's a good thing both their moms are named Martha. There was like, I didn't realize how much I didn't like it until I walked out of it. And we started making fun of it immediately. That part was so bad. And dude, the music, I love Hans Zimmer. But oh my God, I don't know who was giving him direction on how to, like, this sound, this soundtrack is screaming at you the whole movie. There's this one song that goes, boom, 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 boom. I was feel like the soundtrack was shooting me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. And then I, I'm going to stop because I really could just keep going on and on about <laughs> yeah. it. Well, it's okay. Let's like crabbing on it. Then we can just keep going. Yeah, go for but, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a big Superman fan, but I'm a huge Batman fan. And Are you still a big Batman fan? I am. And <laughs> because this wasn't a Batman movie. So didn't, didn't do anything. His name was in the title. Oh, but nothing about him was Batman. The Bruce Wayne stuff was actually decent. The, I would agree. The Batman stuff, like, Batman, like, he's, in every form of Batman, he's always got this, like, strict moral code. No guns, no killing. He <sighs> shoots, like, 10 dudes with a gun in one scene and he kills like 30 to 40 people throughout the movie it's like the matrix in that one scene or something right he's just bam 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 
Yeah. And, and, and every time you shot someone, I'm like, okay, that's the giveaway. This is a dream sequence or like, you know, like a hallucination, something. And then it kept going, kept going. And I was like, there's no way this is real. There's no way this is real. And, ugh. And he just keeps I, killing yeah. people. <laughs> he yeah. just keeps just doing keeps, it. And then there's just stuff like, like Bill said that just doesn't make sense. Like Batman's trying to steal some kryptonite from these like armed thugs all in vehicles at one point. And Superman comes down, stops Batman in the Batmobile, and tells him to stop being Batman while there's a guy <laughs> right behind him with a Gatling gun off of a semi that he just lets him drive off and do whatever he wants. Doesn't make any attempt to stop him. <laughs> cool, yeah. Oh, no. and, and Lex Luthor was... Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I, don't, I still, like, it still drives me nuts. I cannot figure out why he killed Mercy. And why she was even in the movie if they were just going to kill her for no reason. Yeah. I, uh, you, you know what, you know what part bugged me too is like, remember when like, uh, uh, like Batman, like they, 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 uh, not all the spoilers, like, so they're, so they're, they're like stealing a thing and like they're conveying the thing and Batman wants to track it. So he throws this like tracking, like shuriken, like bat device and yeah. like it hits the truck. And then for dramatic effect, they like zoom in on it and there's like a bright flashing red light. It's like, you know, I don't know, but like if I'm trying to like, you know, kind of fly under the radar, like maybe track you without you knowing, maybe my tracking device doesn't glow bright red on the back of your truck. Number one. Number two, where do they end up going? Like, oh, they just go to like Lex Luthor Industries. Oh, it's a good thing we tracked him. He was just going to where he works. <laughs> How about the his part? His own company. How about the part where Lois traces everything back to Luther because he used a one of a kind bullet instead of using any bullet <laughs> anywhere else? <laughs> yeah, she has to keep going to that senator or whatever that guy is. Like, I have to know. Yeah, like top level military guy. And, and it's, yeah, it's literally like an experimental, like, nobody else has this bullet. And there's only one guy you can talk to in the whole government. Yeah. Just one guy. That's her con- yeah, that's her uh, contact, right? That that yeah, didn't bother Ray, me. Ray, Ray Charles is a tour manager. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. Perry White is the worst newspaper man ever. He's oh, like, yeah. don't dig into this All story. Write the fluff <laughs> pieces no. I've been giving you. <laughs> no, yeah, this is this is no good. Hey, we're actually changing the name of the paper to just BuzzFeed. We're just <laughs> doing top 10, top 20, top 30. That's right. Uh, you know, um, maybe Cosmo type articles. All he wants is for no one to uncover any news or do any journalism. If any journalism happens at this paper. And you'll Perry's end up like Jimmy Olsen, dead in the first <laughs> two minutes, unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. Uh, I really wanted to like this. <laughs> oh, man. I really you wanted to. You did get to see Batman beat the crap like out of Superman, which I was in- pretty pretty fun. Okay. Let mm. me say, I enjoyed the film mm-hmm. because it was entertaining. I mean, the story itself was, was pretty terrible, but mm-hmm. I watched a lot of entertaining movies that had terrible, <laughs> terrible stories. S- say uh, Doomsday killed Superman. That was the biggest- What do you think Lex's plan was- after then uh, here that was my biggest you know quite honestly the whole thing i didn't i didn't know i, d- I tried to avoid stuff going in i had no idea doomsday was in the movie oh and it was such a terrible version until of i them. got there yeah and i was you, like wait wh- you know what? so I, I didn't realize that was doomsday because partially because i'm not a superman reader and i didn't know i was like, really you know, hoping it was wraith and not doomsday and they mm-hmm. were gonna save them because they look kind of similar but 
completely different characters. Spe- speaking of looking oh. kind of similar, do you know who, like, Doomsday, like, to me, like, uh, so Doomsday <laughs> gets on the screen, and I'm looking at Doomsday, and I'm like, okay, uh, let me just wait till the credits, because I, I, I didn't know who did the visual effects going in. I was like, betcha million dollars waited did the uh, special effects on this jam, and then we get to the end, and it says, oh, waited the special effects. They're like, how did you know? And I was like, because that's the freaking troll that stabs Frodo in Fellowship of the Ring. They copy and pasted him. <laughs> Go back to that movie. Really? And, I have never watched it. I heard it, someone so. call him <laughs> a, a, gre- a gray genitalless ninja turtle as well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, like this was a copy and paste from uh, uh, the, the, some of the previous trolls in Fellowship, but specifically the one I'm thinking of is one that stabs Frodo in Fellowship. But uh, uh, yeah, it no, was Wonder Woman <sighs> was holding her own in that fight too. Why wouldn't you just give her the staff that's not going to kill her? Right. <laughs> Let her stab no, the thing. Yeah. I've got to do this. Why? Do, yeah. Why? Do, why does the guy who is it's oh it's gonna it's gonna kill you? Ah, uh, you know what? I've already got it. I'm just gonna bring it over. <laughs> Yeah, like she was the only one of the three of them that was holding her own in that fight. Yeah, and it's like so, like to me, like and not not to, cause I, I don't want to do a direct comparison to the Chris Nolan movies because they are very very different movies. But just yeah. just like a quick comparison, so when the Chris Nolan Batman begins, the whole there's there's an entire story that you know unfolds and plays out and it's interesting and it's cerebral and there's things that link together and it's it's really just people forget how good it is because of how you know like huge the dark knight was but batman begins is still a movie i go back to and i enjoy very very much but what happens at the very end of batman begins is they set up the next movie right like uh, gordon gives him the card and you see it's the <laughs> yeah. joker and you're like oh this is going to be great the problem with batman v superman <laughs> is the entire movie is just setting up the next whatever they think they're going to do with it justice so, league because, well yeah of course like and and someone i think i can't i think it was chris who was like uh uh we're like oh we're going to see it and he was like no spoilers please and i was like uh the spoilers in the title of the movie i mean i well I, but again i didn't know i didn't know doomsday was in it and i totally right. i missed that spoiler nobody warned mm-hmm. me well, they had trouble making room for three characters one of which <sighs> almost wasn't in the movie i have no idea how they think they're gonna add like three more <laughs> to the next well, ones yeah here was you, i mean you guys catch chris <sighs> pine's cameo uh-uh. I don't think in so. In a photo, he was in like the black and white photo that they look when they look back, and uh, you know, you see he's like, oh, "Here's a photo of Wonder Woman from the 1800s." Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Chris, really? Chris, Chris Pine is one of the characters, and I don't know these. I don't know like the Superman world, so I don't know what character he is. But like, there's like five characters around her in that picture, and Chris Pine is clearly one of them. So huh. it looks like they're trying to bring him into the mix. Yeah. So let me. I mean. Okay. I, I want to talk about some things I thought were positive because I think there sure. were some positive parts. Go of this. for it. And another thing is that I just maybe where I think these, because generally overall, when I walked out of theater, I said, I enjoyed the time I spent. Um, was it the best? No, it was not the best film. The story was kind of hard to put together. But well, well, the movie is great or greatest, so it sounds like you're leaning towards great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the issues that I have. Uh, let me start with the good stuff first again. Um, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That was the shining piece of that whole movie. Sure, was Wonder Woman all um, like seven minutes of screen time she had? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I think that was honestly the crime. Can we can we get a consensus she, on she the pronunciation? Bad. She was of her a good Wonder name? Woman. I have no idea. I know she's Israeli. 
I, right. I heard people say Gal Gadot, and now she's in trailers for another movie, and they're like, oh, starring Gal Gadot. And I was like, oh, is it Gadot? Um, I know she's Israeli, so I'm okay. not sure how that's pronounced. I always thought it was Gadot. Yeah, me too. I would think so, but... Um, Sounds cooler. She's not French, so I don't know how they would... Yeah. I don't um, know. Uh, yeah, I I, th- I think she was solid. Um, I mean the thing, and th- and that's the other crime. So, so Chris, you did did you know Wonder Woman was in it going in? I knew Wonder Woman because she was in some of the commercials. So yeah, I totally and, got and that. That that's the weirdest thing. Like it, when that second trailer came out with Wonder Woman in it, I'm looking around thinking like, why the hell would they? Sh-? And then like you know Snyder got like a lot of guff for it, and he he responded. He was like. I know everyone's upset because, like, you know, they think, like, that's a spoiler, but they're like, but he's like, oh, don't worry. Like, you know, there's plenty about the movie that you don't know. Yeah. So I think she was a star, right? I think she really did a great job of that. Um, I think some of the Superman parts, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Superman fan. I think some of the Superman parts were good. Um, I think the parts with him and Lois, the relationship kind of stuff that was going on was pretty decent. I thought Amy Adams was good. One part that I thought was really funny and I, I inappropriately laughed was when he was in Congress and it exploded and he just, <laughs> just made like the sad, like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah several hundred people just said, like, oh, he just had that look I- like. Wah, wah. Yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see the explosion coming. So, like that for me, that was like a moment that, like you know, it was like a powerful moment for oh, me. Really? Like, with all like, oh yeah, I, no, I didn't see it coming. That guy in the chair, I was like, oh, something's happening here. Like yeah. there was all that tension, like the close-up shots of everyone and the pee in the jar, and yeah, and that what do you call it? The uh, uh, you you kind of had you kind of put together that like you know since the checks kept getting returned and they were like had writing on them, something you're like, was okay, going on. Yeah, was was Lex sending the checks back? So like I thought something was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to be total explosion town. And why did he even do that? Like nobody thought it was Superman involved. Like at all yeah. ever. Like the Zero. first newscast they had immediately after that, they knew it was the guy with the wheelchair. <laughs> right, uh, and and also like as far as like the suit like. I can't remember Superman doing anything Superman-y in this whole movie, except for like saving Lois when she like falls off a building, which is in the, the, was, yeah. in the vision kind of he eye lasered some guys. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that was kind of the part they were trying to show. I mean, again, they tried to do too much in this film, so they right. didn't have enough time to do any of it properly. But I they think may, the parts yeah. they tried to show of Superman were that it was more about his relationship with Lois was getting tight, and he was having this conflict between her and and everyone else's expectations of him right that was kind of the conflict that was going on with this character because he's talking to his mom and he's kind of wanting to just go back and away from things because he couldn't feel like he could live up to being what everyone wanted him to be he had Um, a scowl on his face though i've never seen superman with a scowl like he had a scowl so much that i was like that's someone dressed up as superman and then superman's gonna show up smiling and like punch this guy and be like no i'm superman you know it was really weird too angry is Superman's always so confident and sure of himself in the books? Mm-hmm. Um, unless they're doing like the early story arcs. It was just really weird to have a super old Batman story arc with a super new Superman story arc. Like they're usually mm. both old or both young. Yeah. Well, I would agree. Yeah. Right. That was, um, I think that was the thing that even almost didn't, because I'm not a huge Batman guy. So. I didn't know how this fell in the Batman timeline. I didn't, you know, I didn't know like, oh, is this 
Batman after he's gone through all the Bane stuff and the horrible, or does that come after this point in they time? Went, they went very Dark Knight with a lot of it, which is when he's like in his 60s in the books, and he's known mm-hmm. Superman for like 40 years, kind of thing. Like, yep. They have an old relationship. Um, so it was kind of weird them borrowing heavily from that and then still changing it like very drastically in other parts. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm with you. I'm not a big Batman guy, but I just knew watching that whole thing, I'm like, this is not Batman at all, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know what this guy it, is, yeah. but he's not it, it Batman. Didn't, yeah, it didn't feel, to be fair, it didn't really feel like either one of them. So, whoever, whichever one of you, uh, Krabby it's or a Wonder Chris, Woman it was. <laughs> yeah, right. It would have been better. Whoever it was at the very beginning that says, well, you know, like, it, it wasn't a Batman movie. Or, oh, it was Kelsey who said, like, no, it doesn't change Batman for me because it wasn't a Batman movie. Yeah. Like, I would feel Superman people are probably the same way. Like, yeah. uh, this is someone's take on, you know, a possible Superman or Batman thing. But no one's looking at this saying, like, oh, yeah, this these are my guys. Yeah, I think I could have been happier, quite honestly, if you would have just not had Batman in that and made it Batman, one. I mean, Superman, Wonder Woman against Doomsday. But you know a, but a better would, doomsday. Yeah, yeah right. well, you can spend more time on that stuff instead of all yeah. this other junk that was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to read uh, really quickly before we get off this. Uh, Batman uh, I just was torturing read. people. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we're. Gonna, I've got a few other things Sending to say, them but out go ahead. For execution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to read just uh, uh, one quick paragraph, and then we can uh, move on to the next question, unless there's there's more stuff to go over. But this this is from the Polygon review um, that I really enjoyed. Um, like much of Snyder's previous work, Batman v Superman overindulges in its attempt to be gritty and morose. The dialogue comes off as cliched and awkward because of it. The characters suffer, appearing entirely two-dimensional. The fight choreography, a diverse aspect of Snyder's films, is robotic and monotonous, leading to uncontrollable yawns and eye-rolling, even during the big scenes. There's so much wrong with the movie that it's difficult to find moments where Snyder get things right, but there are, and they tend to revolve around Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Um, I, we went with my family and my son to this movie too. And for the first like three quarters of the movie, my son was like, what's happening? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> when are things going to happen? <laughs> no one understands, son. <laughs> don't worry. Okay. And help me out, guys, if you know, because like when they show the three people during the one, like the people they're introducing, obviously Justice League stuff. I mean, I know Aquaman and I knew um, Flash. Yeah, Flash. Who was the other one? Cyborg. Cyborg. Okay. He's right. he's not as old and classic as the other two, but they've been really pushing him for the last like well, ten years and all their animated stuff in the comic books. I know of him, but I'm not. I did. I, when they showed the symbol, I didn't know the symbol. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So that's what. Um, but isn't Cyborg? Am I thinking right? Isn't he African American? Yeah, he he was in the video too. Was he? Okay, maybe I just yeah. didn't notice because it was only like his head it, attached to It was kind of like a thing. black and white kind of video too. Yeah, it wasn't very yeah, easy it was to like, see that. It was his dad like doing like a self-reflective camera feed kind of thing. So it wasn't like a high tech. It was like a webcam on your computer kind of thing. So who was that guy that was like, it's too soon, it's too soon. Who was that? Do you know? Oh, like the like that, like um, I... I remember watching that and thinking, okay, that's going to come back later. And then it never came back later. So like, uh, someone like, there's a lot of fan theories, um, that I've seen on that, but I don't know if anything has been confirmed yet. Okay. I'm not I sure mean, which, obviously I'm not okay. sure which part you're talking about. At like, the remember, end of the dream sequence when, oh, when uh, Bruce's wakes dark, up. It's dark side. Is it? 
That that's who they're alluding to. They had the parody. The thirty two X game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, the guy Bring that it was all back. <laughs> but the guy that was coming through to tell him that was Darkseid? Are you oh, talking no, about the guy the, that came through the the Yeah. That was a flash. Like, that was a flash. Was the okay, because you yeah. couldn't really tell you like the face, you couldn't really make it out very well. He okay. he does a lot of time traveling in the in the comics. Okay. Yeah. He and he was stupid because he, he had the chance like to tell him crucial information he's like i'm too early and then he just yeah that was what he said yeah that was it and it was something like that um and i knew obviously that was hey i've got to set up the next movie but that was clumsy as anything but yeah uh that and the other thing i had to go to just want to go to real quick if you're batman and you want to kill superman do you want to make a giant staff that you have to stab him with up close or would you just make kryptonite bullets his little gas bombs were working great and then he just yep, kept yeah. wanting to punch him instead of finishing it. <laughs> yeah, if he just would have had a gun full of kryptonite bullets, it hey, would have been over. What, no, you know what I would do? I would, like, because what does Superman keep doing every time, like, me and him get together? Okay, well, Superman keeps punching me in the chest and throwing me through buildings. So why don't I put the kryptonite in my chest so that when he punches <laughs> me, then he exposes, oh, okay, now he's good. But, yeah, no, the, the world's greatest detective yeah. uh, wasn't uh, using the noggin on that one. I, I hope... Like, I know this made a ton of money, but it got so many bad reviews afterwards. I'm hoping they kind of scrapped their plans for the next little while. They can still put out the Wonder Woman one they put. Because I'm really looking forward to having a Batman movie where they go, like, the Nolan ones were really great, but they're they're very somewhat grounded. Like, there's still some suspension of disbelief. I'm ready for, like, a Mm -hmm. totally supernatural Batman, like, with the crazy, like, Killer Croc and Poison Mm -hmm. Ivy and Mr. Freeze and all the, like, really unrealistic villains in there. What? So, so have you guys heard the official news? What's the official news? That Ben Affleck is going to be Batman in the next Batman movie, and he is directing it? No. No. He's in Suicide Squad, though, right? I heard that, too. Uh, if, if, if I, I've seen the newest trailer. I didn't see him, so it's, it's, if it's a cameo, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know how big his role is, but I'm, I'm pretty mm. confident I heard his name in the, in the cast. Good Batman hunting. Is that what we're looking forward to? Here? <laughs> um, ish. Yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. I'll say that. Um, I'll watch these things because I, you know, if they're super, you know, if they're Superman movies, if they're in them or I like DC in general, but um, I, I wanted more, uh, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I can't say I hated it. I got my money's worth out of it, but yeah, they messed some stuff up pretty bad. Hmm. All right. Are we ready to move on to video games again, or we have more Batman Superman? All right. Our next question from Tom is, what classic games would you like to see more fan art of? Asking for a friend. Uh, For those that don't (laughs) know, uh, I won't say I would tell you to. Follow at the Pocky X. Um, He's a a talented artist. He's always sketching things and posting his sketches online. Um, I like his artwork. I think it's good. but I think, you know, uh, classic games that we need more fan art of. Uh, Krabby got anything in mind? Mega Man, of course. <laughs> there's plenty yeah, of that. There is. No, I, no, I would like to see more yeah. uh, Ghosts and Goblins, actually. 
Oh yeah, that's a that's a great series, and it kind of died off. They tried with Maximo, right, to kind of bring it back. Yeah, that's right. He, yeah, Maximo on a PS2. Arthur had a really awesome, like he wasn't a main character, but he was a prominent character in Project Crosszone. And they, uh, and he was in Marvel vs. Capcom games too, yeah. right? They made him the comic relief, though. He was so funny in that game. It was it was hilarious. And there's a second one of those coming out too, right? Yeah, it just came out about a month ago. I picked it up, but I haven't started it yet. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Bill, you got any classic games you want to see more fan art of? Uh, I mean, that's the tricky part, right? Because the, all the, I mean, all the great games, uh, uh, they they have a lot of fan art. Like as I'm, I haven't read this question yet. So as I'm turning around, like looking at my. Uh, kind of a, a stack of games over here. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, there's already art for Contra. There's already art for Double Dragon. There's a lot of Street Fighter art. There's a lot of Mortal Kombat art. Um, and those are just like my, my Genesis games right there. So uh, uh, you kind of got to then go to like the kind of like the Diamond in the Rough type games, like the games that you like, but maybe aren't like super popular, um, which would work if you're just looking for like a piece of artwork commissioned for yourself, but not really, you know, for maybe like a ton of other people if you're looking for something to produce. Um, I tell you, I'm a sucker for, uh, uh, 16 bit, uh, hockey sprites. Um, <laughs> and that's just, that's just being a hockey fan, you know, like you, you don't see a ton of it. Um, because like there just aren't a lot of people who love old hockey games besides like the people who still dig on NHL 94. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, any, any like old pixelized, uh, uh, you know, hockey stuff. Um, I'm a big fan. If you, I gotta add to you, if he wants to make a sale, and he does a Glover fan art. I, I 100% know someone who will buy that, regardless of the price. <laughs> Glover, <laughs> Glover for the N64. Long, yeah, That's it's been the a one. Long time since I heard that uh, that uh, game uh, uttered. <laughs> wow. I, I know a guy who owns 13 copies of Glover. Oh my! And he's still trying to add more of them. Is he going to be like the guy that had like the fridge full of like Jurassic Park, Super Nintendo games, or whatever? Eventually, I don't know if his wife <laughs> will let him get a whole fridge full of them, but uh, he'll he'll try. Oh my god. So so here's here's a quick question for the two of you guys. When reading that question he says what classic games? Mm-hmm. What would you consider classic? Would you consider PS2 classic? Mm. Some yeah, some stuff. At this at this point in time probably cuz it's been what okay. 10 years. Yeah. I mean so so like it, original Xbox is classic, PS2 is classic. I don't know if I call original yeah, Xbox I don't know if I go that far either. Uh, so so it's not age? Uh I think it's, it's mindset. Um, Mindshare. To some degree, right? Right. So is Dreamcast classic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I mean, look at games like Power Stone or Skies Blood of Arcadia. Like a yeah. Cult, cult hit than a classic. Man, those are the good ones, right? Everybody loves no, Rocky they were, Horror. They were good, but like you ask like 90% of gamers, they're not going to know what Power Stone is. Whatever. I bet if you ask most of our listeners, they'll know what Power Stone is. Sure, but that doesn't make it a classic, though. We're, we're, we're a niche. We are classic people. <laughs> Don't I mean, you worry. If if, uh, uh, if we're talking uh, uh, niche, then uh, I'm going to go, I need some outlaw golf art. <laughs> yeah. There There's not enough of it. Uh, um, I'm going to throw this out because I guarantee you probably won't find any fan art on it. But uh, how about Miracle Warriors for the Sega Master System? That was, it had a lot of good art in the game itself for the time. That's a sentence no one's ever said. That is. So, <laughs> if you want some inspiration, go check out Miracle Warriors. For the shoot, shoot them up, fan art. Let's get some, like, Gradius ships and some R type and yeah, stuff like that. Man, Salamander Life Force oh, stuff. Spe- Fantasy Zone. Speaking of, the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the, not to, you know, 
plug the show or anything, but the uh, T-shirt for Retro World Expo has uh, the Gradius ship on it. Mm, there you go. Yeah, we'll have to make sure when we're wrapping this thing up, at least, Bill, make sure you, we talk about Retro World Expo. That's coming up. It's coming yeah, up. we'll mention it later. Sure thing. All right. Um, so those are some good ones. Let's turn over to our Facebook questions, if we can. Um, Thomas Blaine is not insane. <laughs> He's not on snakes on the plane either. Um, <laughs> if you could merge two games of any genre together, which ones would you choose and what type of gameplay would you implement? Ooh. This is tough. Yeah. Because I tricky. started thinking about some of this and I was like, oh, but they already made that. Oh, yeah. but they already made that. <laughs> All right. Well, you know I, what helps I, is like to think of. Yeah, go for it. I want a Bloodborne inspired shoot 'em up where it's like. Crazy, crazy hard. I'll, sh- I'll shoot them up gameplay, but you get those like uh, lantern checkpoints, and you you level up by getting like new new weapons, like you do in Bloodborne, like that are all ridiculously different. So you got to figure huh. out which ones are usable for which situations, kind of thing, and then just insane bosses. <laughs> okay, all right. When you uh, when the, when you first said that, like, oh, like I wanted. Uh, Bloodborne inspired shoot 'em up. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, like they're not hard enough already. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty rough ones that are like, out there for sure. Like Gunsmoke style, like you'll be walking on the streets shooting mm-hmm. guys with your blood bullets. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Wait, are those, can those blood bullets be traced back to Lex? <laughs> Just if yes, the one guy. One of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy. Oh, man. I thought about this and. Um, this is so tough because again a lot of these are done but what i think i would like to see is a game like um far cry with the great action and everything that's in it but meld in the fantastic storytelling of some of these like um not necessarily telltale exactly but like those sort of games that are very story driven based Bring those things together where they're, yeah, like you really care about the story and the characters and there are some tough choices you have to make, but the game itself is like a lot of fun, action-y stuff, right? Right. Bill, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I had two uh, quick ideas just as you guys were talking. Um, I always thought that Grand Theft Auto games were kind of cool and kind of fun, but like I always thought that the driving wasn't as good as my favorite driving series ever, Burnout. And I remember thinking years ago, like, why doesn't Criterion just, like, license out their driving to other games so that, like, you know, or, you know, at least a version of it so, like, other games could just not worry about driving? Okay, like, Criterion's got the driving taken care of. Now let's make uh, do other stuff. So I was kind of thinking I'd like to see, you know, like, driving engines, uh, you know, into other games so that way, like, the driving is really good. So Would you um, put that in, like, I- Just Cause and then just have more ways to destroy things? Oh man, if if there was one more way to explode something in that game, I think it might uh, crash the uh, uh, the <laughs> internet. Uh, yeah, no, just causes a ridiculous amount of explosions and and havoc and excellence. Um, but but yeah, I, I was I, you know that's something I thought of a long time ago that this question just kind of made me think of. But uh, I'm gonna go uh, with a crabby inspired answer for my real answer and say, Ooh. how come we can't have like a Mega Man game, like a you know like classic NES uh, or Super NES side scrolling Mega Man game where you eventually have to jump into a ship like Life Force or Gradius style, and then you have like you know uh, some you know go between some uh, some shmup levels and some like shooting platforming levels. It's a few games kind of like that on the on the nes it's like air fortress yeah, the, the, and zeke seas and guardian legend yeah like there's some see, that so try to do it 
You basically want Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. Is that what yeah, you're saying? That'd be nice. They should, they should <laughs> just do Mega Man Pinball. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, if you could merge Metroid and Pinball, would that make any money? <laughs> the, the answer's That's no. a thing already. <laughs> they already did that. Yeah, not, I think it's what he was joking yeah. out there. Uh, it did, didn't win out. Uh, like Pokemon Pinball, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone's always trying to merge Pinball. And, and Pinball is great, uh, but everyone's always trying to merge Pinball with stuff. Yeah, it's tough. They need, um, they need to merge with Mega Man. That's money. <laughs> how about Dark Souls Tetris? How's that? Ooh. <laughs> That isn't that the one where the blocks are like invisible? I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right. Well, that was a that's a an interesting one. That's a heartbreaking because so many of these things have been tried, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's hard to kind of come up with new ideas, which I'm sure what everybody's trying to do that actually does this for a living. Um, how about our good friend Rustly Man? He's got a couple questions for us. And first thank, off, he wants to know. I need to oh, give Russ a shout out for sending me yeah. the turbo stuff that he just did. Yeah, how come you didn't send me stuff, uh, Russ? What's going on? He's just sending it my way. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, thank, thanks, Russ. Yeah, he sent me one of the last six games I still need for the Turbo Graphics, and five more Turbo CD games that I didn't have. So I was pretty pretty pumped for for both of those uh, things that he hooked me up with. So, if our listeners wanted to help you out, what's the rundown on the on the last card games you need? Oh, that that Hero Tonma. That's, yeah, that's going to be gonna the be... hard one. I'm pretty sure Will knows the guy that's got that. You need to get in contact with him. All right. All right. Krabby, did you, did you want to give me a shout-out real quick for giving Rusty Man your contact info? <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> no, thanks, bud. He said, hey, how can I get a hold of Krabby? I was like, oh, yeah, he's like all of his communications are down right now. Yeah, I was in a pretty rough state there. He ended up calling me on my cell phone. <laughs> that works, right? That works. Yeah, all my computer stuff was having issues all at the same time. Yeah. So, Hero Tanma, what else? Uh, Hero Tanma, uh, Summer Assault, um, Space Harrier. I think I'm still missing. Hmm. For some reason. Key Courage. <laughs> of course. That's everyone's <laughs> final final game that they're waiting for. Uh, I still need Darkwing Duck. That's a big oh, one. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Boxy Boy. Boxy boy, I don't even know that one. Yeah, I haven't played that either. Yeah, that's my interesting that's my five. Goodness gracious! Then you'd have to just find time to actually play any of them, mm. right? And Somersault to to rub the salt in the wound is an Atlas game too, so I really need that oh, one. Oh, that's a double double whammy on that yeah. one, right? Double whammy. So, um, all right, let's go back to Russ's question here. He asks, "What's your favorite racing game for current gen systems now?" He says, I'm currently playing the crew on PS4, and it's pretty fun. That's the tough yeah. part, though, because, you know, this yeah. new gen is still it's only like you know two and a half years old, right? It's yeah, like, I, I mean, that, I that, that's, that's two that issue, I've yeah. really loved so far. Go oh, for cool. it. Yeah, um, I had a ridiculous amount of fun with Trials Fusion. It's not like straight up a racing one. game. It's like kind of a puzzle, obstacle, coursey racer. Uh, that's a good yeah, pick. But, yeah, but you're racing your friend's time, so yeah, I think it's still racing. Yeah, cool. And you can and you can race their ghosts, right? Yeah. I didn't do any of that, but <laughs> I still really enjoyed the game. Uh, and Mario Kart 8 is amazing. So good. That's there's, true. There's, there's a snarky Wii U remark to be made there, but we're not going to make it because it's it's we'll, we'll include it in current gen. Y- you can make it all you want. 8's still <laughs> still going to rise above. 
<laughs> going to be one of those like four games you got to get for your Wii U like 10 years from now. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, my my friend got a 4K TV. And of course, Wii U doesn't do 4K. But I mean, this is a pretty nice big television. And, you know, he took the Wii U up and we're playing, um, you know, like split screen Mario Kart 8. And it's just the game looks beautiful. Nice. I mean, just a beautiful looking game. Um, so, I mean, they can, people can gripe about you know, the horsepower behind the Wii U, but Nintendo knows how to make it work. That's for sure. Bill, you got any racing games you've been playing on current gen on Xbox One, I'm going to say? No, I mean, I, I haven't played any of the... I played four, the first Forza that came out on Xbox One, whatever that was, five? Five, uh, was it? Yeah. yeah. I played that. That was pretty cool. I mean, for a racing sim, um, I'm not really into racing sims since the Gran Turismo series. Gran Turismo 4 is the last one I really played a ton of. Uh, and then I became a burnout guy and there hasn't been a burnout game, um, on the, uh, you know, on the next gen, the current gen systems right now. Was Paradise uh, the last one? Yeah. Par- well, Paradise was the last burnout game that Criterion made and then Criterion made Need for Speed, uh, uh, Hot Pursuit. Um, and, but you, the race, the, the driving felt similar. It felt similar, but you could tell they changed it up. Um, okay. the rumor is that the original Criterion guys are working on a project right now, uh, they're not saying it's burnout, but they keep dropping super obvious hints that it's burnout. Like, th- like they said the name of the game, and the name that they said was like the in development, like uh, uh, you know, name for burnout when they were making it. So it's like, it, it, we're pretty sure they're making another burnout. They're gonna troll um, you with like a flat out or something. They had better, <laughs> <laughs> or or a, or a split second. Um, I'm just gonna say Burnout Paradise because it's available on uh, uh, Steam on PC right now. And uh, I'm just going to stick with that. But yeah, I, I really haven't played any racing games on the one. I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys yet either, but I have an Xbox one now. I finally Whoa. picked one. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I got the, so, I've been waiting forever for the uh, sunset overdrive one to come in the store. And it finally came in. Nice. Yeah. And, and the game, uh, I, I know you don't have the, uh, not a big uh, fan of uh, paying for like the yearly, like the gold or the uh, PSN uh, plus or whatever. But uh, just a side note on Sunset Overdrive, it is free right now. It's one of the games with gold. I've had a copy of it for a while. That was one of the ones I really wanted to try when I got the system. Well, well, this yeah, is I, a- I can't wait to compare thoughts or yeah, uh, compare notes I'm, on I'm that. I'm looking forward to that game. It looks like a blast. This is a perfect opportunity then to breach into this idea that no, Bill, you can't say that stuff anymore about Krabby that he doesn't want to pay for these digital things. I <laughs> oh, don't want to say that to. anymore. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. No, before Krabby wouldn't do it, right? But do you want to update everybody? You better update your situation, well, Krabby. You better update them. Ah, what? So, so Krabby <laughs> has seen the light. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I better update them. <laughs> no, no, Krabby has seen the light in the and the and the light came from the cold cathode tube inside of his Master Race Steam PC. <laughs> oh no, no! <laughs> the, you can update them if you want the, to. <laughs> the good news, okay, so we have a really awesome custom gaming PC that a friend of mine uh, who runs a computer business in town built for my store. Not for me, for my store. Whatever. <laughs> there hasn't been a penny of personal money spent on this machine. I need to make that hey, very hey, hey, clear. Do you, do you own this store, Krabby? No, it's incorporated. <laughs> oh, come on. I, I may so be good. a shareholder in it. 
shenanigans. Crabby, I'd be really on a side note. I'd be super interested to uh, get the specs on the machine. Just to, uh, I'm actually going to need to build um, a replacement PC pretty soon because my motherboard doesn't look like it's coming back. So uh, I'd, I'd be curious to know what uh, the build you're looking at uh, as I'm choosing my stuff. Cool. Yeah. And he like uh, he built it all for scratch for me. And I told him to custom paint it because we kind of have it set up as like a showpiece for like his business too. So he he's like, what do you want it to look like? I'm like, you, you're a design guy. Just like do what you want to do. And he's like, oh, I want to try painting like this and this. And he, so I'm like, don't tell me about it. I just want to see it when it's done. And oh, man. You're, you're, you're a designer's dream. I know. He, he brought it in and he's like, I made it look like a spaceship, but not just a spaceship, <laughs> like a weathered, like firefly style spaceship. And he's like, and then, so he's got all this quotes on it. He's like, cause then, cause you have it out for public use. He's like, if people are picking at it and stuff, like it'll just add to the character and it'll look more awesome. <laughs> and so it looks amazing. And he's got the whole, he bought this like special case for it. So the whole side of the case, you can see all the custom cabling and he custom painted everything inside too. So the hard drive matches it and everything like, wow, all of the fans and the LEDs and the cabling is all like color matched the outside of it. And it's, it's amazing how much time he put into it. I should, I'll throw some picks up to, uh, to the, uh, collector cast, uh, Facebook. So, uh, so when does the Oculus Rift arrive for it? Um, we're actually borrowing one for the convention I was talking about earlier. So we'll get to try that out on it uh, pretty soon, but he's told me it's like a hundred percent VR compatible. Whoa. That's, that's a pretty beefy machine, then, right? <laughs> and then he immediately got very upset with me when he's like, so what should we download on it first? I said, do they have King's Quest? And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> and and then uh, I was not even jokingly, I was asking him seriously, and apparently he can do it. He's going to build me eventually. I got to really push him harder because he doesn't want to. But he can build me uh external 3.25 floppy drive for it. <laughs> no, that that could be awesome because I mean they just make him USB, so he yeah. could make it look like uh, uh like a like a sub ship, exactly. like a ship that's like docking to it, like give like it fuel the or something. Companion ship from Firefly. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I don't know why he'd be upset about that. That's that's a super awesome <laughs> thing because he wants me to to flex the muscle this PC has and do something <laughs> cool that I keep asking him for all these old games. He's yeah. like, I could have built you a $50 computer that did that. Yeah. <laughs> After the three and a half drive, you're like, and can, and can we get dial up internet on it too? <laughs> that might send him over the edge. <laughs> Cause this thing got CGA graphics or EGA graphics. <laughs> all of the GAs. <laughs> yeah. So we downloaded, well, downloaded some street fighter for it because we play a lot of street fighter at the store and we wanted to, easy machine to stream and capture with so if somebody wants to play crabby and street fighter 5 you gotta play on pc is it oh but it's cross compatible yeah so I've, there I've you got go, ps4 right? as well yeah look okay. look for game quest pg and you can add me on there and and we'll we usually play on uh, tuesdays and saturdays did you add five dollars american yet so i can add you <laughs> no i i bought a game for <laughs> 549 and i didn't realize it was canadian so i've spent like 470 something <laughs> it wasn't quite enough so i gotta spend that last 30 cents i can't wait to add you <laughs> soon and did i understand Ryder? did you say you're gonna play dark souls 3 on pc uh one of my staff might be buying it on the pc so that, I didn't ask you that question. <laughs> probably not because it'll mostly be at the store and I do most of my game playing at home. I don't see me okay. playing too many hours of Dark Souls at the store. Are you going to play on PS4 then? Uh, most likely, yeah. 
let me just throw this out there. I'm not going to, because people get tired of hearing me talk about this stuff, but um, in this game now, there's a special thing where you can swap passwords, and even if you're way off level, you can still co-op because it will downscale whoever's highest. So you can co-op at any level, anytime with your friends, whenever you want to. Cool. So if you ever want to play, let me know. I will do that. Ah. Uh, Coming back to the question at hand, though, um, the, the only uh, thing I would probably mention, and I, I don't think uh, Russ has an Xbox One, so I don't know how helpful this is, but uh, there was rumor Bill free for download. They had that Fast and Furious um, Forza game. I don't remember that, actually. Yeah, right when the movie came out for a temporary time, they had like mm. a free. It's basically like based on like Forza Horizon, but it's just for Fast and Furious. Um it was good. I mean, it's pretty good. I didn't play nice. much of it. It was over at my friend's house. I have it downloaded. I haven't played on my machine. I played over at his, but um, it was fun. So cool. yeah, no, I don't remember that one. You may have it. I don't know. You have to go look. <laughs> um, okay, so he asks another question here, and he wants to know. Uh, Russ says, "What's your favorite lun- light gun game for any system?" He says, "Gotta love House of the Dead games and the Resident Evil ones on the Wii." So. Billy, you got any light gun shooters that you love? I do, and I bet you're not going <laughs> to uh, guess uh, what my favorite is. Mad Dog McCree. By you, it's Billy. It's not. No, it's an, <laughs> it's an arcade game. Okay, all right. Any more guesses real quick? Um, the Firefighter one. No, but that would have been, been <laughs> Revolution a really good X. choice. <laughs> Revolution no, it is X. not, even though I loved that game in the arcade. Now you got protection. You're shooting CDs at people. <laughs> oh, it's glorious. Time Crisis. Um, no. Uh, no, though I, I did the a funny story at Time Crisis. I worked at a movie theater. We had a Time Crisis machine. Came in one day to work, and the Time Crisis machine was gone. I was like, what happened? And the manager was like, some woman came in and was like appalled that we had a gun game here. And she said, if you don't get rid of this machine by tomorrow, I'm bringing uh, the governor over here. He's going to shut you guys down. Oh. And who knows if she was real or not, but we got rid of the machine. So no more time crisis. Thanks, lady. Um, but no, I, I love, love, love this game. Um, I found it in an arcade. Uh, it's called Police Trainer. Um, it's probably not the best light gun game ever, but it's it's like a point blank style, you know, like a one mini game after another uh, type thing. But it's kind of set in this like you know like weird like fu- like not futuristic, but like remember what the '90s thought futuristic was? <laughs> That's the setting of it. So like it looks like Lawnmower Man, and like uh uh you know like there's uh, it, it's it's just fun. It's just like a whole bunch of uh, mini games, and like you know you work your way up from like cadet to lieutenant, and sergeant, and chief, and it's uh, what I always liked about it is, uh, uh, the game requires pinpoint accuracy. So like you can't, you know, the targets aren't large. The targets are very, very small most of the time. So like you kind of have to like have your arm, like you're like Jack Bauer playing this thing. Your arm is locked. Your left hand's like under like the gun. Like you're holding your head the right way. Like you're mo- like you kind of have to be like a professional, uh, uh you know, pretender of uh, shooting things when you have to play this <laughs> thing so every time i see police trainer um i always play it uh, uh i kick young children off it i don't care um it's a great great game i still haven't found a local one but I- i'd love to own one eventually wow i've never i don't think i've ever seen that Me one either oh yeah police train if you ever uh, spotted it like at a convention or like the next time you're at a place that has like a whole ton of arcade machines just keep an eye out for it. it's called police trainer um i forget who makes it um it, it was it's it was common enough that I saw it 
everywhere I went when arcades were, were big in like the mid nineties, uh, like around like the Mortal Kombat Street Fighter times. But, uh, I don't remember, uh, specifically like, who made it without looking it up. Huh. Um, well, that's interesting. That's, that's definitely not one I would have never have guessed. That's for yeah. sure. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's point, it's point blank style. So, you know, that, that's kind of the, the gameplay type. Cool. Cool. Krabby, you got a light gun shooter you love? I just like good old Virtual Cop. Cool. We we got that's a good one. We got one at the store, and when no one's around, you get to play both guns yourself. <laughs> and it, it feels like you should be doing really good, but you get shot way more. Uh, John, it's like John Woo. Yeah, like yeah. The game, but uh, every every time someone's playing it in the back, I can hear it because it's one of our like we got the sound turned on higher than that one for some reason. So we always, all the staff, every time someone starts playing, you hear, please, no shoot, like in that really <laughs> bad accent. So we started doing that all day after. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and we got another cool one at the store. I've never, I never remember seeing it anywhere, but it's like a, you can convert a T2 machine into it. It's called Zombie Raid. Huh. No. And it's like, uh, you use the, instead of Uzis like you have on Terminator, you use uh, shotguns. And so there's like, reload on it and uh you are in like a cemetery and you can blow up like everything for scenery like you can shoot out gravestones you can shoot out trees you can shoot down fences and gates and and it's super super hard the things come at you so fast there's all these werewolves and stuff at you but it's really fun it's cool worth worth checking out cool I'm going to go with an older one but I loved it when I would go into the arcades it's a crossbow by Exidy. Do you guys ever play that one? No, I haven't seen that either. No, no, I never heard of that one. It's an old one. I mean, it's like earlier 80s, but it's pretty cool. It's uh, the big cabinet, and like the gun is actually like a big crossbow that you're shooting. And like oh. the premise of the game is. Like a, like a physical crossbow? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and what happens is that you have these people, like, that are a part of your group, or I don't know how to explain it, but what they do is they just walk from left to right ridiculously slowly. Um, in front of everything, and then all this stuff is coming at them, trying to kill them in the background, and and your job is to shoot the stuff and keep them alive and protect them. And um, of course, if something happens to them, they'll die. And once you lose all your guys, then the game is over. So you can keep going pretty well. And like it has all this really big variety of different backgrounds like there's this one where it's like a volcano is erupting and there's you know like rocks and stuff are flying out and there's another one's like kind of like a haunted house on a street i mean the timeline sort of stuff makes no sense because these guys (laughs) look like they're like sword and shield kind of like you know but they're like walking down just like a a street in your town (laughs) like spooky stuff and but um you know it's really simple but it's a lot of fun i just remember playing it all the time uh in the arcade so that's cool I think they did make like a seventy eight hundred version of it. I don't know if there's any other systems. I don't know how good it so was. So was there like a home the peripheral crossbow? <laughs> no, um, the Atari XE light gun works on the seventy eight hundred, uh, but it doesn't look like a crossbow. Nah, it just looks kind of like a garbage zapper, Lame. basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, look at pictures sometime if you want. You'll see like this giant crossbow is pretty cool. That's cool. One of my staff is like, he he hasn't played it much recently, but he used to be very addicted to our Time Crisis 2 machine. Oh, my 
local store has that thing in there with the volume cranked up sky high. It was so cool to watch him play because he was just, he's so good at it. He's memorized where all of the enemies appear and stuff. So he's hitting all these big combos off them and he shoots so fast. He doesn't hold it like a normal gun. He holds the one, his left hand like aims it and his right finger is in the gun, not touching it. And he just moves it back and forth as quick as he can. And he he gets angry when he picks up the machine gun because it's slower than he can shoot with the pistol. Wow. It's insane. So he, he finally like broken a million. And then he once he realized he can do that, he made all the top scores over a million. And he's <laughs> he put like a open challenge on it. If anyone can beat his score, he's got like 20 bucks in his pocket for them. And it's wow. been standing for like almost a year now. And no one's even come close. He's he's got to raise that bounty if he wants to get some uh, some uh, people from other towns uh, traveling. <laughs> I heard you got a high score needs beaten. Ten thousand dollar reward. <laughs> I think that's the one because like uh, every time I go into that game store, it's like crank sky high, and you always hear like this like the repeat is this horrible story thing. It's like Neodyne Industries, yeah, Ltd. You know. Yeah. It's terrible. It's like this really bad story. Uh, but it's so loud. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so light gun games. Just, you know, we didn't mention any ones. I think hardly they're on home consoles. So, huh. sorry, I don't know. The Resident Evil ones that Russ mentioned are fantastic. They're so good. I've, I played House of the Dead, but I haven't played the Resident Evil ones on Wii. There's a surprising amount of depth to them. There's a lot of, like, hidden items and areas and secret files you can find and different ways to take out bad guys and different weapons you can pick up. It's really, really cool. And the co-op's really awesome in it too. Cool. Well, I just, um, I'll just mention if you guys like, um, Russ actually has a YouTube channel, um, and he does some vlogging and he also does like some how to's guys really creative. You should check out, uh, Russ Lyman and his, um, YouTube channel. Yeah. He's got some good stuff. Right. He's made me a couple pictures and items over the years. I've got hung up at my house and around the store. Yeah. Yep. He made a fantastic uh, uh, Mighty Ducks uh, shadow box um, from a boy techie uh, for a, uh, a gift that I uh, had Russ. I commissioned Russ to make for him, and it's it's fantastic. So uh, yeah, he, Russ does really really good stuff, and he is going to be back at the expo this year. Um, so if you're up in uh, yes. this area, you can come see your stuff, see his stuff, and awesome. check out his Mario Kart car that he brings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I hope to see his wife's at some point in time. I don't yeah. think I've seen her car yet. Yeah, no, it's the Princess Peach uh, mobile to match his uh, his Mario Kart, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's great when they get them both in the same place and uh, they just uh, uh, they get invited to a lot of events. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get her uh, get her to come over and we'll get the get the whole photo op going. That's cool. Uh, moving on with our questions, we've still actually got a few more to go. Wow, um, Chris Roberts uh, from the Narc Pack podcast you guys should check them out too uh which were your favorite cartoons when you were children he wants top three for each one of us so who wants to start with their top three childhood cartoons i'll go it's, it's yeah no go for it um do they have to be in order because they probably no, won't be i don't think so i mean unless you really want to rank them go for it yeah we'll just we'll pretend they're they're not in order right. um so my earliest memory of being addicted to a tv show was thundercats Thundercats, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watched a ton of Thundercats. <laughs> I had a bunch of toys. I had my Lion-O, Chitara. I think I had a Snarf kicking around somewhere. <laughs> it's the one you always saw in the stores that no one wanted. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was 
addict though. I had like, I really wish I remember what happened to it. I had like a Pizza Hut cup that had Thundercats on it too. And I had that until I was like 17 or 18 and then it just disappeared. <laughs> oh, remember like, uh, Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, was cool. Always the- it was like magic and sci-fi because they had like yeah. spaceships and stuff too. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, that was a good and show. And he was a kid who could turn into like an adult and be awesome powers. So it was fun. I remember like play making believe I was Lionel quite a bit. <laughs> yes, I was a little, I mean, I wasn't old, old, but I was a little older. So yeah, it was Chitara was, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But no, Mumra was actually a really good villain. Um, I he was. I mean, actually, I think as far as like a cartoon villain goes, he was a good villain for that era. Yes, yes, yeah. Because you know he's like the little weak mummy guy, and then he would just turn into like the horrible, like super pumped <laughs> bad guy. You know, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then my next addiction after that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like every other kid my age, at least male kid. Of course, huge in the in the early nineties. Um, just ridiculous amount of toys, and had to see all the movies, and had all the VHSs for the cartoons and comic books, and then the Archie re the they put out like the little Archie comic books, the Reader's Digest size ones. I had so much turtle stuff, and like backpack and shoes and clothes. And <laughs> they their marketing got me really good. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, you cashed in, right? Oh, big time! They they made their money off me. They're still making money off me. I like the new show. I watched it a bit with my kid, and he's got a whole bunch of the toys now, and he's got pajamas and all that stuff. That's funny. So they, they've been milking us for a few decades now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, got a third one. I do, and this one's a little weirder and more obscure. But I I used to race home from school to watch it all the time, more in my like junior high era. Yeah. But I would run home to watch Samurai Pizza Cats on YTV <laughs> right after Pizza school. Cats. I was so excited to find out there was a Famicom game for it. Played it a bit at Duke's house. It's kind of lame. <laughs> it's a little, a little disappointed. But the show is still fantastic. Like, just super. One of my first experiences with an anime. And it's very just goofy and, like, everything's nonsensical and humorous in it. They don't take themselves seriously at all. Sometimes the bad guys are good guys and cross-dressers, and sometimes they just call in extra help for no reason, and it was really fun. <laughs> it's all over the place. Definitely worth checking out an episode or two. Nice. Uh, Bill, you got some childhood favorites there? I mean, I do. It's it's um, like Just like Krabby, it's really hard to rate them, so I'm just going to tell you ones that I really enjoyed. Uh, and then cheat and give like a couple honorable mentions. Um, uh, number one is definitely Ninja Turtles. Um, like by far, yeah. uh, far, far and away, like no, not even close, no contest. Uh, and we did get a couple of VHS, uh, 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 you know, episodes for like birthday or Christmas, me and my brother did. And I didn't realize it was only like one or two episodes. So we saw those one or two episodes like 400 times. Yeah. My, the first one we got was, uh, my, I was out with my grandpa and my cousin who was also mm-hmm. big into turtles. So he bought us each a VHS and I got the very first episode on VHS mm-hmm. though. And it was like an hour long where they like go down to the Technodrome to like save Splinter and everything. Mm-hmm. I memorized like every line from that episode yep. I saw so many times. <laughs> I'm like I'm thinking of it right now. Like I can't like the uh, one of the ones we got. It was like a, like a heist. Like the turtles are like they're they're well known. Like the city knows about them. 
but like they go to like this like art gallery uh, or like this museum or whatever, and like a magician's also doing a show there, and like he steals this diamond, and then like they blame the the turtles, and uh, I can I can still hear like every single line in the whole thing uh, in my head. Classic '90s cartoon trope. Uh, yeah. So uh, so Ninja Turtles definitely number one. Um, the other two I don't know if I can rate. Uh, I really really liked X Men a lot. Oh, um, that's a good one. Uh, it, it it was and it was the theme song that really did it. <laughs> that really kind of drew me in. Um, that like awesome guitar riff, like. Oh, so Did you hear the Power Glove cover that? Yes, awesome. I have. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and it's really good. We actually, I saw them uh, too many games a couple years ago, oh, and uh, uh, we'd we'd love to have them if they if they were ever consider coming up to the show too. So we'll see if we can make that happen for you. Yeah, uh, on a year that you're able uh, uh, to come out and uh, jam. Just with us. not this year. Any other yep. year. <laughs> And okay, I'll let them know. Yeah. Say, hey, Kelsey's not coming, so don't even yeah, bother. Don't even bother until next year. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then the I'm going to cheat with uh, my my last one because they're the same universe. Uh, Ducktales and Tailspin. Just that whole McDuck, uh, uh, you know, uh, universe. You're just a um, big Launchpad fan, hey? Yeah, I really am. And uh, <laughs> with the. Uh, uh, Oh, the Launchpad's cameos in the DuckTales NES game are some of my favorites. I just wish Pretty that awesome, uh, he yeah. could. Yeah, I just wish that he would speak in them, but no one speaks in those games. Um, honorable mention for the Gargoyles. I was, when the Gargoyles came out, I was just getting too cool for school. So, like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't like cartoons anymore. And, like, you know, I think I'm like, and then, like, look, years later, I look back and I was like, oh, I should have watched that. That looks awesome. It was awesome. So, I like caught up on it a little bit, but I was already older. So, yep, that's me. Ninja Turtles, uh, X Men, and uh, the uh, the Duck Universe. I, I have to throw in an honorable mention that I forgot, and I'm embarrassed I forgot it. But the Batman animated series. Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking of that, but I wasn't. You know, growing up, it wasn't my jam. I I only discovered it later when I realized Batman was great. But yeah, I, I was surprised you didn't say it too. I still have the first two seasons on DVD, and they're so good. Nice, so good. It's, I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say the critic with John Lovitz. <laughs> Jaria. <laughs> wow. Duckman. Actually I watched a lot of Duckman. That was a cool show. It was a cool show. All right. Um I'm gonna reach back a little farther did, than you did guys they have I think. Moving moving oh, pictures that people up. drew back then. Shut up. <laughs> so like Mickey whistling on the steamboat. <laughs> you had to flip your own papers to see it. <laughs> you had to whistle yourself when you flip the pages. My favorite cartoons were the ones that I drew <laughs> and flipped through. You guys hear what kind of crap I have to put up with? <laughs> Once Krabby starts it, then I'm okay joining in. <laughs> Just me the first one. Uh, you, you guys don't know quality. That's all I got to say. Ah, uh, for me, I'm gonna put these again. No specific order. Um, <laughs> G Force slash Battle of the Planets. It was basically about the same show, just kind of remixed uh, different ways, but. This was our version of Gachaman from uh, Japan. They just, you know, rebranded some of it and added some space parts to make it seem more in line with Star Wars. Um, but it really wasn't anything like that at all. It was about a bunch of teenagers that fought crime and had, like, you know, special power kind of things. So, uh, but, you know, it was, um, it was pretty neat. They would, uh, you know, each had, like, their own little vehicle. They would, they were very bird-like. If you've played Tatsunoko versus uh, Capcom, 
uh, Ken and uh, you know a couple of the guys are in that from uh, from that that anime. But the version we got here was a little you know janky compared to the original. But at the time, I didn't <laughs> know as a kid, so you know I really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, now I've watched the real you know the real versions of it. Uh, so it's a little better, obviously, but I really liked it. Very 70s. It's very 70s. Um, but we didn't get it here until the 80s. Uh, I would also say Transformers. I watched a lot of Transformers as a kid. I don't know. Did you guys miss the Transformers bit? No, I cut the tail uh, end of that. Yeah, I, we, I watched a little bit. I was never super into it. Same with G.I. Joe. Like a lot of kids were into Transformers and G.I. Joe. I never I never really, you know, locked onto those. Um, but they were definitely big and around when I was uh, when I was growing up. My neighbor growing up had he had like Optimus Prime and the little battleship for G.I. Joe's and stuff. Like he had so much stuff. So we watched the shows when I was over there, but we never watched them at my house. I always hated G.I. Joe, but I loved Transformers. Yeah, see, I was a big Transformers kid. I had a lot of Transformers, and uh, I had a friend who was really big into GI Joe. He wasn't into Transformers, and he had like you know, uh, like the like the whatever, like the aircraft carrier and all this stuff at his house. His parents were a little better off than mine. Uh, he was the same kid that had the Sega Master Systems, like the only kid. Uh, but uh, yeah, we used to go in. He was really big into that, and I I wasn't. But I would uh, I would watch Transformers, and I would read the comic book. Um, you know, I was, I was into that at the time when I was a kid. And then another one from when I was, uh, a kid was Super Friends versus Legion of Doom. I always, uh, um, so Super, Super Friends versus Legion of Doom. There was like a couple, couple versions. Oh, well, I mean, you know, there was like several versions of Super Friends, right? Um, there was like original sort of like Justice League stuff. Which was, you know, it was kind of campy. Uh, all right, let's go. We've got two more questions. <laughs> we can wrap this up. Man, so many questions. Eric Lindner, our friend from Germany, he asked, Have there been any, yes. Has there been any big video game related TV shows with live playing and reviews, no cartoons, that were big in the 80s and 90s in the USA? And Canada. And Canada. Sort I'm of. sure he meant North America. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but not Mexico. <laughs> Northern North America. <laughs> I'm going to throw my part in first while you guys can hear me. Sure. So, sure. Um, when I was a kid, there was a game called Supercade that was on, and it was just kids coming on this game show and playing games for high scores and getting, like, the kid that won got to take home an arcade game. Oh, cool. It was oh, awesome. Wow. It's a good prize. Oh, yep. That reminds me. I'm going to look up the name of this real quick. Uh, uh, so, Krabby, if you want to go. Sure. There was this show shortly after Pete's Cats they used to watch called Video and Arcade Top 10. And they ha- would have kids. And, like They'd have a live studio audience full of kids. And they'd have kids come up on stage and they'd compete to like, you know, first to get like 10,000 points in Mario 3 or first to get to the end of the level in this game. And then they move on to the next rounds. And then at the end, they'd have them reach into this ball pit, like kind of like the uh, lottery balls. And they'd pull one out that had a number on it. And so whatever number they got corresponded to a prize. So they'd win like a power glove or a Super Nintendo or you know, gift cards to toys and wheels or something like that. And you, they had people, you would, they would match it you to someone in the studio and someone who had sent a letter in. So you, you'd pull out your number seven, you'd be like, oh, you want a Sega Genesis? And then so 
you know, Randy over there in the audience also wins a Sega Genesis, <laughs> and so-and-so who wrote in gets a Sega Genesis. So I wrote in to that show constantly to try and be the one who got the prize. I never got on it, but I kept trying. But oh. uh, it was a really fun show to watch. Uh, and the guy had the most ridiculous name. It was like, I, th- I think it was his actual legal name was Nicholas Pickles. <laughs> I am going to look that up right now. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why would you do that to yourself? Oh man. Billy, while he's looking that up, you got anything? That is true. Uh, His name is Nicholas <laughs> Piccolis. <laughs> it's getting late. We're getting slap happy here. That's sad. I'm that is so name happy is I remembered that accurately. Nicholas Piccolis. The- <laughs> How you Julia Gulia. <laughs> oh, Bill, you got any TV shows you watched? Uh, the show that I was thinking of was Video Power. Do you guys remember this? No. The name video Power, somehow. Video Power was a video game themed like game show, uh, mainly geared at like you know young adults, like teenagers, kids. Um, and it was all like uh, trivia, but then there was also like challenges where you had to like you know play games. So then like the the coolest thing about the show is the winner of the show. Got, it was almost like a supermarket sweep kind of thing. Like they they dressed him up in an outfit that was like all Velcro on the outside, including a helmet that had Velcro on it. <laughs> and you got like thirty seconds to run through this area that had games everywhere. Uh, this was like Nintendo, like Sega Game Gear, like kind of like that era. So basically, you had a clock and it was around thirty seconds. So you run through. And you would just grab as many games as you wanted, but you had to be able to carry them with you. Uh, all the games were like on a Velcro wall. So you would just pull a game off and then stick it to yourself. Pull a game off, stick oh, it to you yourself. Oh, you remember that. Yeah. And the games are like, you know, they're, they're kind of big. So like these little kids, like you can't fit more than like six or seven. So they're not just grabbing every game they can get. They're like looking at the games. Like, okay, Ninja Gaiden, no. Oh, I want that one. And like, so th- and then at the end, they had to come down a slide. And if they didn't get like down the slide by the time the timer was done, they couldn't keep the games. Oh, no. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, uh, so I remember that one. Um, at first when I read the question, I was thinking like he was talking about like, live action, like, uh, uh, you know, like game related shows, like, you know, kind of like Super Mario Brothers live action movie uh, type <laughs> thing. Um, but, uh, I can't think of anything video game related TV show wise that wasn't like a game show type thing like that. So, well, yeah. and I guess, uh, what do you call it? Mysteries of the Hidden Temple? I don't know that, that one. That show on Nickelodeon, the, uh, uh, it was like a Nickelodeon show. No, it wasn't Mysteries of the Hidden Temple. It was, it was called something else, but there was a show where they, contestants would end up like on like a green screen and they kind of like put them into a video game and they had to like jump over like things that like weren't actually there because they were like doing it on a green screen uh i can't remember the name of it but that's the only other thing i could think of wow that sounds terrible i wanted to be on it so badly do you guys remember like that short-lived g4 cable channel was all about games uh yeah sure tech tv yeah, well, eventually, eventually came Tech TV, but uh, before that, I thought it was, it, I thought it was, I thought it was Tech TV, and then when G Four picked it up, it was G Four Tech TV. No, there was G Four, and I think there was Tech TV, mm-hmm. and I think they merged. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when they first started out, it was just a video game, twenty four hour channel, and amazingly, that didn't survive. <laughs> Man, but uh, that was like in the two thousands, I think. But anyway. All right, let's I'm, I'm sending. I'm sending you guys the video of 
it was called like Nintendo Arcade or something. Here, I'll show it to you. So oh, it, I I found out my show, Video and Arcade Top Ten, actually ran for fourteen years. Wow, <laughs> with that is Nicholas Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> oh man. Apparently, he does radio shows, and apparently, uh, do you know who Victor Lucas is? Um, no. He he does a uh, like the only gaming show that's still on in Canada right now. Um, but he was a part of it uh, in part of its years, so you got to start there. He's he's a big name up here, Mister Pickles. How Nicholas are you Pickles. today, <laughs> Mister Pickles? He's doing a radio show in Buffalo apparently now. Wow! Oh wow! So I'm gonna be uh, going, going your way. I'll see if my wife can look at there. We're gonna. I'm not. Should sure invite him to the expo to when I come next oh, year. No. <laughs> the, and have him pull a ball out and oh, it'd be amazing. Oh, do it, do he, it. He 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 just goes by the pick now. <laughs> Nick pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible. All right, guys, you ready to get to the last question? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. I have to. I hopefully I'm going to pronounce this name correctly. So bear with me. Jason Kaffingst? Is that what you guys would say? (laughs) Kaffingst. Not even close. Kaffing Street. (laughs) What, what, Bill, why you, what would you say? (laughs) Kaffingst. Okay, all right. (laughs) Like it's, like, pronounce it like it's three words. Oh, okay. Mr. (laughs) Kaffingst. Better than Mr. Pickles. Um, <laughs> oh my god I already know what the name of this show is going to be uh, if you could go back to the 80s or 90s and create a video game based on a movie see how similar this is uh, on a movie or TV <laughs> well, show like from they that all time got together for these questions this I year. know scary maybe maybe Jason is from Germany too I don't know uh, but if it says uh, based on a movie or TV show from that time if it didn't already have one what would you pick so Bill do you have a an 80 or 90s TV show you would love to make a video game out of? What does he mean, if? <laughs> you know, you can not You can go back in time? Is that it? Uh, 80s or 90s create a video game based on a movie. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I modified uh, Steve Urkel's uh, machine, <laughs> uh, his Stefan machine. Uh, to, to make uh, a Family also... Matters video game? <laughs> <laughs> to make a Family Matters video game. Um. And it, it's it, it, which is just so meta. It's just <laughs> such a meta thing to do. <laughs> um, yeah, if I could go back to the eighties, nineties, create a video game based on a movie or TV show from that time, uh, I would love to boot up the Genesis and have that theme song come through in like Genesis tones uh, with uh, Carl Winslow and uh, <laughs> uh, and 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 crew. Uh, I think a Family Matters video game could be awesome. <laughs> All the other good ones got made, right? Yeah, I was trying to think. Like, tons of them got made. Like, I, everything that I watched, like, Ren and Stimpy, Simpsons, Batman, mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead, X-Men, like, they all had games. Um, Thundercats Ooh. didn't have a game when I was a kid. They made one oh. for the remake on the DS recently, but I would have loved right? a Thundercats game when I was a kid. You know what I just, you know what I just thought of? A Kingdom Hearts-style game... But instead of like all different Disney worlds, it's like all the different sitcoms. <laughs> like, like you start off and you're in like Growing Pains Land, Ooh. and Perfect then like strangers. you go to the next world and you're in Who's the Boss Town. <laughs> oh, that would be the best thing. Perfect strange. You go to Step by Step. Balky Bartakamus is a summon. 
Oh, I would love it. I'm gonna actually story. I'm gonna storyboard this whole thing out. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> It was like, uh, like as I got to thinking, because I'm playing. Um, uh, I don't know if this is a funny story or not, but uh, Kelsey, uh, we ha- we have this like ongoing back and forth thing about Kingdom Hearts two about why he hates it and why I keep <laughs> defending it, and um, it's because they mispronounce, in his opinion, uh, the name of in his fact, favorite character, <laughs> Vivi, uh, of his yeah, his favorite character, Vivi from uh, Final you, Fantasy nine. You guys can say it right. The, why can't they? The, the best Final Fantasy game ever made. Truth. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, and in Kingdom Hearts 2, they pronounce it Vivi, and he turned the game off, burned the disc, <laughs> and mailed the remains straight back to Japan from where they came from. Um, but, uh, uh, so recently I, I was telling him how, why I think it's so great and why I think it deserves a shot if he ever decides that he has time for it or whatever. And, uh, He's, you know, he started to say, okay, like, you know, is there maybe any way that I could, you know, listen to the Japanese voices because that way it would alleviate that problem. So I turned on Kingdom Hearts 2 HD Remix to see if that was an option. And then after I found that it wasn't an option, I played it for like 30 hours over the next couple of days. <laughs> so I'm on such a Kingdom Hearts uh, high right now that uh, the Kingdom Hearts Perfect Strangers <laughs> universe uh, just kind of came right in. I got Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, the Japanese version here. So I got I to gotta boot that up and see if they got some English subs in there. Nice. You're going to hate it even if Japanese, if they if they say VV. <laughs> well, maybe they'll well, say well, it like quick enough that I won't catch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, the interesting part about that is they, uh, my favorite Final Fantasy game, uh, Final Fantasy X, the, I believe the official pronunciation of the main character's name is Titus, even yeah. though I think that sounds silly and I will never say it. Uh, or sorry, I'll never believe it. I just said it. Um, but they, <laughs> they, the thing is, they, the thing is, since you can rename him, they never say the name out loud in the game. Uh. So I can always just think in my head that it's Titus because that sounds way better. But in Kingdom Hearts, they do say it. Uh, uh, and wa- I think Waka says it. He's like, "Oh yeah, my man Titus, you know." I was like, "Nope." <laughs> I I just found out recently who voices Waka, and it blew my mind. Oh yeah, yeah. Who is it? Um, you guys ever watch Adventure Time or Futurama? Yes, Futurama. Bender. Really? And Jake the dog? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Huh. I'm not huge in following voices normally, so it's. it's I, I never pick up stuff DiMaggio. like that. He's been the I Joker. Like, yeah. he's yeah. He's he does a ton of stuff these days, but I did not realize that was him. Wow. Well, there you're going to say uh, that guy who does everybody. Troy Baker. Um, what's his name? No, this, yeah, Troy Baker. Um, John DiMaggio does a lot. Like he's like the Troy Baker of cartoons. Okay. He doesn't do as many video game things, but does some. Hmm. Who's the guy um, who's uh, uh, Leonardo in the United States uh, Ninja Turtles? The current one or the old one? The old one, the one that we grew up with. Oh yeah, he was in everything. He was. Is that is, is that's not Quentin Flint? Oh, no, I can't remember his name, but name. I can't either. He, I was, and uh, I, but I hear him in Metal Gear. Like I hear him clearly in Metal Gear Solid when I play Metal Gear Solid, and he was in Akira, the English dub for Akira. Even Get crazier than that. <laughs> yep. Canada. Canada. Wait. <laughs> when Chris sold me his uh, CDI, oh, mm-hmm. I booted that up 
and he voices uh what the, what's the weird dinosaur game on there? Oh Turok? no. No, they're <laughs> like, like from a from the planet yeah. something it or other. With a Z. Uh, no, it's not like Zo- Oh man, I can't remember now. Yeah, I know it's talking. I see the cover. He, oh wait, a dinosaur land, so we can add Land of the Lost to the Kingdom Hearts of sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> Just do dinosaurs. You need the little not the mama kid <laughs> as a summon. Oh, yeah. no, that was a smash that kid, someone though. with a with not a the mama, not the mama. Head. Those are fun. What was that CDI game? It's gonna drive me nuts. <clears throat> Start had a Z in it. Yeah, something from, the from planet, planet Zeltoid or zzz, 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 I don't know. While you're <laughs> while you're looking it up, let me actually answer the question. <laughs> Zombie dinos from the planet Zeltoid. That's it. And That's the it. Leonardo guy totally voiced the dinosaur in that. Oh, <laughs> the guy needed- like with his in- with an English speaking voice or just like Rawr. no, it was like a talking dinosaur. Like he and he looked kind of like the. Older brother from the dinosaur show where he had like the cool mohawk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was a cool mohawk. Yeah. Guys gotta eat, you know what I mean? Gotta do work where you can get it. Sinclair, that was dad's name. Oh, I love that show. I think my uh, if I could go back and play a ba- uh, basic game, I would have uh Telltale Presents Weekend at Bernie's. I think that would be <laughs> that would that be would perfect. Be fantastic. Where you just have to yeah. constantly have puzzles where you're trying to get people to believe that Bernie's not dead <laughs> over the whole weekend. So, like uh, at the end of the Revenant, I sure I haven't seen Bill. That. <laughs> Apparently, that say? was filmed like up around here. Weekend of really? Bernie's, yeah. and no, yeah, well, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, and the the lead actress from that movie is from Prince George. I'm trying to remember a female in that movie. I think she's Native American. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. I haven't seen it yet, but we get a lot of press about it because we're very proud of being somehow related <laughs> to an Oscar-nominated movie. Yeah, you got a lot of press about it in the printed newspaper. Yes, yes. I thought Reindeer Games was a thing around you or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I live like four blocks from the the thing they made into the casino for that movie. Oh, wow, that was a Frank. It was Frankenheimer, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a community center that they changed into a casino. And was it Ben no, Affleck I mean, in that director, movie? The director yeah. was John Frankenheimer. Wait, right? was before I lived here, circle. unfortunately. You know what else was filmed here? What? Uh, it was actually a good movie, uh, Dreamcatcher with Jason Lee. I really like that movie a lot, and people fight me about it. They hate it. I, oh, it's so good. I, I love that movie. I love that yeah. movie. I should. I saw that movie in the theater. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go take a picture of the Reindeer Games Casino and send it to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> no, t- take take me a picture of the woods from Dreamcatcher. It's just uh, trees. I, can, I actually know a guy who is on set for that. I'll see if I can find out exactly where it was. <laughs> nice. Oh my goodness. Uh all right. Well, I want to thank everybody very much for all the questions. Man, that was uh, man. I was a big bunch of questions that we had that time. Obviously, yeah. like about basically a whole show of just questions, which is good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Was it. Only nine questions. We really stretched those out. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, probably spent we... like an hour bashing Batman and Superman. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. And and that's that's not enough time either. No, yeah. we could do another another show on that one. So um, I'm going to try to make my life a little easier this time around because last time I had to do a little bit of work. So make you guys work. Don't make me work. If you uh, were one of the people who I read your question out, thank you, A, 
B, if you want a free Steam code, you need to email me at podcast at collectorcast.com. Give me your name, and uh, I'll shoot you a code. So, thank you. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the 41st episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Um, Krabby, it's good to have you back. Yeah, I'm sorry it took so long. Don't be a stranger. I won't. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you or not. Krabby's got a kid coming up soon, so you'll have to. He probably will. You know, the summer might be a little rougher, I'm going to guess, right? No, because remember, I live in a good country where they like me take time off for a kid. So I get to take oh. time off my jobs and get paid. So even though I'll have a kid and have lots to do at home, I'll have less to do outside of my home. He'll be busy playing Dark Souls 3 with me. Is that the is that what's going to happen? I want to start beating some Nintendo games again for my YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, that sounds like fun, too. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Bill, thank you for being my yes. stalwart ally through every episode. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> No problem. And we got a show coming up, right? Maybe I should say you, but we're gonna we'll be there. Yeah, uh, uh, a lot of everyone's welcome. But yeah, the uh, uh, you may have seen it on uh, uh, the internet. Um, the uh, 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 Retro World Expo 2016 um, has been officially announced. Um, maybe we'll tell the story of why it didn't get announced about a month and a half sooner <laughs> uh, at the expo. Uh, some people already know that. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's October 15th and 16th, so we expanded to a two-day event, which is exactly what Will and Pam needed to come down from uh, uh, the Toronto area. Uh, so uh, we're going to get some uh, uh, more international guests. Last year we had Eric from Germany. Um, I hope that he can make it again this year. Um, but we definitely have Canada represent again. Um, Floyd, uh, uh, Will, Pam. Um, uh, Chris uh, has expressed interest in uh, being able to uh, come back and help out with the show. Uh, Krabby, of course, is invited, but, you know, busy year is a busy year, so uh, we'll do what we can for next year. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, a Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great. We've uh, uh, we're, we've already uh, rolled the tickets out. So tickets are available now. It's twenty five bucks for uh, Saturday, same as last year. Sunday's only fifteen bucks and it's thirty five for if you want to come Saturday and Sunday. And we sold out of t We found out we sold out of T-shirts last year within about an hour um, because we had no idea. Number one, how many people were going to show up when we were ordering T-shirts. And number two, how many of them would want a T-shirt with our event's name on it. So this year we're pre-ordering uh, T-shirts. So if you go to RetroWorldExpo.com or see us on Facebook or any place, uh, wherever you can buy tickets for the show, you can also pre-order the T-shirt. And we have like a little collectible pin that we're uh, having made for the show as well. So uh, so yeah, check it out. Arcades, um, we are in the process of securing a pinball right now. So I don't have a machine list yet, but we will have pinball, uh, our free play arcade machines, consoles, uh and uh, stuff that you probably haven't, you know, that you don't see all the time, uh, you know, kind of the, the more uncommon and rare stuff. Uh, we have over 110 vendor tables this year. So we redid the floor Ooh. layouts. So we fit a lot more tables in. Um, we're going to have a bigger How many free play is that over uh, tabletop. Last year? Uh, last year, we only had about 85 uh, total uh, nice. on the floor. So we have 108 on the uh, floor um, 
uh, itself. And then on that upper level, we're dedicating that entirely to tabletop. Um, so it's going to be all tabletop vendors up there. Um, we have representatives from Z-Man games, from Plat Hat games. Uh, we have games being provided from Rio Grande. Um, we're, we're really trying to make the tabletop uh, portion uh, 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 much bigger. Uh, and we're trying to get some uh, uh, the magic tournaments uh, 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 kind of set up for uh, for that upper area as well. So um, cool. we're working on a lot of things. Uh, we're really trying to make it, uh, you know, kind of improve all aspects. Um, we've announced guests and... Uh, yeah, it's I could I could go on and on about it, but it's it's been a ton of work. It's it's really exciting that it's happening again. That's two days, and everyone who wants to come, uh, you know, just uh, uh, let me know. I'll help you uh, find a place to stay, crash, get a hotel, whatever you want. Uh, thanks everybody so much for listening to another episode. As usual, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, CollectorCast. You can catch the show on YouTube, on Podomatic. Come over to rfgeneration.com. You can visit us. And as always, thank you for taking the time to listen. We'll see you next time.